0: Fire Rescue, EMS, Law Enforcement. These are the three components of public safety, and those who answer the call are the first responders. Welcome to another episode of Five Alarm Task Force News and Issues for Today's First Responders with your host, Steve Green. Five Alarm Task Force presents some of the best instructors and mentors in public safety today to educate, elucidate, and entertain. No topic is out of bounds, and every opinion has value. The Alarm Task Force is brought to you by InSight Fire Training, LLC, your best bet for fire service thermal imaging camera training, and by the Firehouse Tribune, where you can expand your horizons in emergency services and learn to work hard, stay safe, and live inspired. And our promotional partners, Dalmatian Productions, Chief Miller Products and the Hennessy Distributing, your source for the cool towel, the Firefighter Cancer Foundation, fighting to extinguish firefighter cancer since 2004 the Firefighter Kansas Ford Network, Nesta Bars, and the 2019 Great Florida Fire School. Remember, our ultimate goal is for you to be safe and return home after every call. So insert those earphones or turn up those speakers. The Five Alarm Task Force is being dispatched right now.
1: Good
0: morning. Good afternoon. Good evening or good night. Whenever you listen, welcome to another episode of Five Alarm Task Force, news and issues for today's first responders. My name is Steve Green and I'm your host. And our guest today, well, we don't have any guests specifically because today we're presenting the podcast we recorded entitled Tactics on Tap at the 2018 Great Florida Fire School in Fort Naples, Florida. And unfortunately, because of a lot of audio problems in that recording, it's taken quite a while to edit that uh, podcast, but we have it presented today. And it will be the final podcast of this third season of Five Alum Task Force. And we'll be back with new shows, new guests, and returning guests come mid August. If you are a first time listener, we welcome you and glad to have you with us. If you'd like to catch up on other episodes, please visit our website at www.dalmatianproductions.tv, and just click on the podcast link at the top right corner of the page, and it'll take you to our main page of the podcast. And our entire library can be found there. While you're on the website, please feel free to go back to our homepage and sign up to our newsletter. We just sent the final one out for this season. We'll be back with a new one come the fall, and we don't send spam, and we do protect your uh, email address. We do not give it away. We do not sell it. We do protect it, and you will be receiving maybe four or five uh, newsletters in a given year, something along that time. And if you follow us on Facebook, we hope you like us on our pages at forward slash dalmatprod or dalmatprodfire and leave us a note. Let us know that you're listening to us. And if you listen to the podcast through a podcast platform, please, we ask you to leave us a nice rating, maybe five stars and some good comments. Not only that does it help us, but it helps those listeners who are trying to find us find us more easily. And if you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to share it with family and friends, please give them the address to listen. But also, not only can you enjoy the podcast and share it, But you can also help raise funds for a very important charitable cause, the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation. All you need to go do, I'm sorry, is to head over to our little online store at bit.ly forward slash Dalmat store. And you'll find some t-shirts and mugs there. And just make your order up. It'll be delivered to you directly by our friends at Teespring. And if there are any problems, Teespring, handles all of the problems, whether it's shipping or it's broken in, in, in route to you, whatever, they'll handle that for you. And that's it. So that's all the business we had to take care of. Again, I want to thank all of you who have been listening to us for this third season or longer, or even if you're a newcomer, for joining us to listen to Five Alum Task Force. You are who we record this podcast for. And if we didn't have our listeners, well, we wouldn't have to do a podcast. But we're thrilled to say we have listeners in over 40 countries in six continents. And we thank every single one of you. I wish I could say thank you in every language. I can't, but just know that it comes from my heart to thank you for listening. So we'll be right back with the Tactics on Tap from the 2018 Great Florida Fire School right after these words. Please stay tuned. New technology for the fire service seems to appear almost every day, and that technology demands a learning curve, especially if we're talking about thermal imaging cameras. That's where Insight Fire Training LLC is your best bet. With an excellent reputation across the U.S., Insight Fire Training will meet all your TIC training needs. Their curriculum is peer-reviewed and has been used internationally. Their instructors are Level 1 thermography certified, and they have taught in 33 states and 4 countries. Their courses run from introductory to training the trainers. Courses are available online, for the classroom, classroom hybrid, and even live fire. InSight Training LLC is proficient in over 40 thermal imaging cameras, so you feel confident they will know your make and model. Best of all, programs are customized to your specific needs and their cadre of fire service veterans, a vetted craftsman of Project Hilda Flashover. They are so proficient that they have trained tick manufacturers on how to best use and sell their own product. That's Insight Fire Training, LLC. Look them up on InsightTrainingLLC.com. Your best bet for tick training. Would you like to meet up with Andy and the team from Insight Training? Well, 2019 is the year to do it. Here's some of their upcoming schedule. June 27th, Enhanced Search Methodology at the Buchanan Fire Department in Buchanan, West Virginia. July 18th, Firehouse Table presents Andy Stein's in an online Zoom webinar. Check Facebook for details and tickets. August 2nd, Enhanced Stream Placement webinar, 7 p.m. Tickets available on Facebook. And August 10th, a 10-hour Tactical Thermal Imaging Seminar at 5450 Wyatt Earp. Watch for Facebook for more details. That's Insight Training, LLC. Your best bet for tick training. The Firehouse Tribune, where inspiration was forged by those who came before us, opening the doors for us to build a path a path to share our mission with the rest of the emergency service world. With a small, tight-knit team of first responders dedicated to sharing experiences and knowledge, we constantly strive to provide our followers with thought-provoking content from all aspects of emergency services and life. Our contributors speak at top fire and EMS conferences in the country. They have been guests on numerous fire service podcasts and will even come and speak at your firehouse or event. Interested? Visit their website, www.thefirehousetribune.com. And find them on Facebook, using the Firehouse Tribune, and on Twitter, at FH Tribune, and on Instagram, FH Tribune. We live by one motto, not just in emergency services, but in life as well. Excellence is a habit, not a goal. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Until next time, work hard, stay safe, and live inspired.
2: Welcome to Chief Miller. Chief Miller operates the largest social media page dedicated to the men and women of the fire service from around the world. Check him out on Instagram at Chief underscore Miller. Find him on Twitter at Chief underscore Miller. And check out the website where you can find Chief Miller Apparel at ChiefMillerApparel.com.
0: Welcome to a very special episode of Five Alarm Task Force. News and issues for today's first responders. I'm your host, Steve Green. We hope you're all well and that you could listen to another excellent and this very special episode of Five along Task Force. We are broadcasting and recording today live from the 2018 Great Florida Fire School in Fort Myers, Florida. And it's been a great couple of days since we've been here. We have a great group of people that we've been able to interact and talk with. And today we're sitting up with a panel. We have some guests who are on our panel today. Uh, first uh, is our uh, host, actually, Captain Joe DeVito from Fort Myers Beach Fire Produ- Protection District. Also is Captain John Haywick, a cap um, from Passaic, New Jersey Fire. Battalion Chief Scott Blanchard from Venice, Florida. Firefighter Paramedic Barry Spinweber from Green Acres Fire. And uh, Chief Bobby McDonald from Millstone Valley, New Jersey. And what we're going to do is have our guests, uh, have firefighters who are here at the conference step up to the mic Ask the panel a question and we'll toss it to somebody on the panel to take it and uh, run with it. And we'll go from there. So, anybody who wants to start, if you just come up to the podium where the mic is, please, and you can ask a question of either somebody in particular or just to the panel in general. And we'll go from there. Going to start, going to start this. Go ahead,
1: Joe or the basic thing
3: of smooth war versus frog nozzles. this is like, for some reason it seems to be like a Twitter war. Everybody says what they have to say, it goes back and forth. I try to explain to them that, you know, each nozzle has a purpose. Depends on what you're using it for. I did say however, when I think everybody on this degrees, degrees that adjustable nozzles are actually the worst thing on the market. Because what happens is people, if they can't handle the line, they actually start to just hang them down. So instead of getting 160 GPMs that they should be getting, the they try to make the line easier to handle and bring it down. Then halfway, I not know how to handle it, but are only getting 80 GPMs and the fire's going to overcome it because you don't have enough water to absorb the heat meters. So I like to fix the damage a lot better. What's your opinion, Chief? I mean, yeah, reducing five, two, I'm just
2: saying automatic nozzles if you know, one of the, the key areas with the uh, variable gallonage nozzle, we have a little different term for it up uh, up north. The, the issue is, is exactly as, uh, as Captain Levito uh, mentioned, as all of our firefighters need to understand that they need to get that nozzle out in front of them. And that's a, that is a key area that needs to be taught, needs to be drilled <clears throat> during your company drills. That will start to eliminate the need the the reactions of, of the variable gallonage nozzle if companies happen to have them. However, the fixed gallonage nozzle, the smooth board, the bales open all the way or the bale's closed. There's really nothing in between. And you you eliminate that factor of not having what you need when you need it. Pretty good, John. I'm gonna jump in on that. Um, the issue of getting
3: back because they're getting the bucket or the pressure issue is uh it's not on the nozzle. It's on the uh it's on the backup. Mm-hmm. And uh truthfully the nozzle's gotta have that nozzle forward. Nozzle forward is a big thing, getting out there so you're able to hit hit a pump, hit low, left, right without having much of an issue. But it's the backup person that should be taking that that nozzle uh, that reaction, nozzle reaction, and uh holding whether they're facing backwards, sideways, or where it runs. We have a, unfortunately we have our work. We have limited manpower, and not just at my works across oh. the nation, everywhere. Um, we're showing a couple of tactics where we're getting actually kneeling down the hose as a nozzle a little bit back further, so we're, we're rough. We're not on the water. We're not having the water run hitting our knees and stuff, not getting burnt. But we're on kneeling on that uh, on that line, so it's absorbing that nozzle reaction. And so now you have a nozzle forward and you're able to do what you got to do. So you're not getting back. And the uh, department can overrun you if you're
1: cutting
3: back. You don't have the BTUs put out. You know, don't have the GPMs put out. Yeah, I, I really agree with that. And we all know that it's a training issue. But unfortunately, not everybody goes out there and trains the way they should. So you're still going to have those people who will do that, that, that backing down. Of, uh, of the slide valve just to make it easier for him to handle and, and john hit it on the head man listen we got to go out there and practice you know firefighting is a sport it is you got to go out there you got to practice you got to practice the way you play um actually i'm going to pass this down to uh p.c scott fletcher for uh, this because he uh, actually talked about playing the way you uh practicing the way you play today at the force country class so can you hit on that a little bit yeah um well, just talk about ego. we have guys that wear uh, extrication gloves. Extrication. I'm sorry. Uh, we have guys wearing extrication gloves, uh, training uh, doing fire ops, uh, interior. And I said, look, if I'm teaching you're going to wear structure gloves because it's a dexterity thing. And if you don't learn that dexterity, not only that, muscle memory. If you always put your gloves on, your, your extrication gloves. That stress inoculation on it. What is it? The fans
1: sorry. It's okay. Uh, no problem. You say,
0: yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> uh, but it's the it
3: thing you're going to automatically do it if you're not even thinking about it. It's just like muscle memory forcing a door. You train, you train, you train, and you're on autopilot. pile You're not even thinking about it. You're just doing it. Um, adjustable gallonages, they have no, flight, no place interior. We have them on our trash
1: lines, and I'm not happy about the one we have currently on our our uh, trash line, but they've got the trash
3: nozzle as far as I'm concerned on the trash line. And it's a slide selector, and it collects. Um, it collects scale, debris, and everything. It has to have a screen on it. Anything that has a screen has no place in the fire service on a hose so They can't pass trash. What are we doing? Because It's all going to collect at some point, and you're not going to get the flow, and you're not going to know what kind of flow you got because you're not going to have your flow meter be like, oh look, it's a little pumped there. You know, 80 gallons, but
1: it looks right, and that's the misleading part, is that it looks like a good line, but you're not getting the cooling power of all that volume
3: of water out of a, you know, depending on whatever your CPMs are set in. And the worst problem we had um for me coming in is changing things is we had guys that would just put all the faith in the nozzle and they weren't matching it. It's a it's a match system. Like, we're not gonna take AK47 parts and try stuff them in an AR-15. The nozzle and the hose have to match. I had to delay putting our high-rise packs in service because budget constraints, whatever, we had all the hose. And then we are eventually able to get our nozzles, our gates, our gauges, all that stuff as a package. Even mm-hmm. so now that we have it, the match system and it performs like it should. And we get into that mentality of like, oh, we're skipping the PSI nozzles. Well, you have 100 PSI hose. What you have now is a great hose that kinks a lot and you don't get any flow. And guys are complaining about, you know, they're lobbing the water in the building 20 feet when it should be lobbing it in there at like 60 feet at the right pressure or more, depending on, you know, what kind of pressure you're
1: flowing. And with, with that being said, you know, you can't overcome it.
3: One's got to get, they got to match. You don't buy, you know, Maserati cars for your, your Chevy, you know. So, or like, uh, who was it, Johnny Cash had that car where he was working at the auto factory and it was a 59, 69, 79. You know, they always park and another them at the car and
1: get a car,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, the, um, and the dust and is like, especially with the, the fog. So when you're transitioning from a fog to a straight stream, hopefully you're not changing your goutage. Because if you inadvertently do that, now you're it down to 35 gpm, and you're trying to change the fog pattern or go to a straight stream or something, and narrow a fog power cone. You
4: know, you're not going
3: to know because you can't see this. You know, daylight, you know, you don't always have the uh, availability of uh, daylight or be able to see, so. You know, I, I, it's something I like to say, no matter what, and those things are made to look good. That's what the slide valve does. And actually, for, for people who, who uh, are engine people or post people, one thing I will say, it's actually, Peto. Your streams and, or put flow meters on them to see what you're actually getting on your hose because i had some 10 uh, year old hose on one of my rigs and we, we finally changed over to some new hose and i'm telling you i knocked about 30 psi off of my 200 foot length right? and my gallonage of course increased uh, tremendously um because th- that hose does break apart on the inside you know and, and, and creates a lot of friction when you get cheap hoses to start off with them
1: you
3: know, and you it's know, nice. that, the guy wasn't in it.
1: He just like, hey, look, we need a hose, and he
3: ordered three and he didn't know what he was buying, like, you know, combat rating, low pressure hose. Yeah. You know, so I mean, guys get past this, and they just try to get the job done. But you know, um, some of them, you know, I feel like. Everybody here is a 1% of our home. You know, they're out yeah. training. They're trying to learn stuff. They're trying to change stuff. But the safety of other guys, when you got the dinosaurs, they're like, why are we doing this? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't let them you know, get into me too much. And then you know, by the end of the time of training, they're learning stuff. And then they're seeing why we're doing this. And I'm like, hey, it's easier, faster, quicker, and safer. it? beautiful. I want, to, I want to jump in on that. Um, talking about just the hose and the nozzle. And you can hit it. in they are on the head got the PSI on the on the rig, yep. so that's less wear and tear on the rig, on the pump,
2: on the motor. It's all part of the system. That's circle of life. It's got to come from one place to go out the other, but the other is going to influence the uh, the
3: backside.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So it's important that you're taking care of your apparatus, you're taking care of your hose by having the proper a the proper, proper hose, and you're not stressing it out or giving it. I'll do where? That's by having uh, more up-to-date stuff.
0: Well, it's like they say, you get what you pay for. Yeah.
3: You if you to buy
0: the cheap stuff. You know, a lot of the that have stuff. They do come out. You don't have money for it.
3: And you want to see what your apparatus is doing. You know, they'll take the time. And I'll tell you, you're reason to your budget. We've had guys come down and, and you know, we're looking at getting them, the flow gauges and the, uh, the pressure gauges for PO, so we can see what we're doing. And all that for fun testing. You know, really in new York, so, you know, we'll lose every year we, you know, this will get worse every year. Now we're gonna have to get a little compact, you know, and, and things like that. So um, and then actually see what's floating. Now I did a test and and I'm not gonna mention something. No, no, no. So we're trying to put the new nozzle in and do the test on possible estimated in the shape of scale. And I said if you agree, you know, I was asking about you know we're not going back and forth, but we're being civil. I said, you know, scales are about the right size. And he agreed. So we did, we were, were we took the Wiseman nozzle, I took it, you know, I called it. And I said, put in a sufficient amount of scale and see how it's loaded, blowing the line, you could feel it You feel it hit the line when you're holding it. And it didn't take it on your hands, you could feel it impact the screen. And we're flowing it, and the screen still looked good. So I said, all right, shut it down, took okay, it off, take the screen off, and it had maybe... Maybe a quarter of an inch all the way around it on the outside on the screen. That was clear. And that little nipples shape on the uh, interior screen was collecting all that crap. Yep. So we took one of our old L-Carts, gallon inch. We replaced uh, the stems because the stems were us for the, um, I call it a knob- or a hose integrity. Again, that back pressure on that hose, we stepped it up to 75, so we had, you know, it wasn't just bleeding. We had 50 PSI, uh, only 50. Then so now we got 150, or 75 to 150. So we went back the other way, which was good. But then we put the up part on there. And I said, okay, put the same amount the field
1: in there. And we, you know, let the line down. You stuck in the stuff. And I took three or,
3: I want to say five handfuls. And just packed it in the hose. said, all right, you put yours in there? And then I put five more, four or five more times. I just shoved all those angles in there. hooked it back up ran the pressures at the same pressure, you felt it hit the nozzle and then it went away.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And as soon as it did that because of the fixed gallon, it had that room and it was a uh it was a split ball, not a full, not a full ball. And as soon as it did that, you feel it, like you it got a little dirty for a second and then it cleared up that gap and it continued flowing, not flushing it. Not one time you really went to flush it tried to clear it the blockage. And then you shut it down. And as soon as we did that you, you broke the nozzle apart, and you couldn't find and the egg mill was just, like, it was hot, it was hot, it was hot, it was boiling, you know, and it was like, oh, shit. And, uh, it was gone. It was gone. So, I mean, just right there, it's like, why would you put this in here? That's a
1: great test. Huh? You know? It really is. And we
3: didn't want the salesman's crap, because if it got stuck in there, we would just let like, it soak in a little water. Yeah. It, you know, I wish you could push it out later and, you know, suck the in a little bit. And another thing about certain manufacturers is, you know, the fixed fronts on those. You need a special <laughs> wrench. Because it only has so much clearance when you go power cone fog, whatever, when you swipe going back and forth with the company that you know makes them here. Um and you can't clear it because it only has a lower three. when you have to test the analysis, you gotta you know look at how much room do I have to clear this because the fixed challenge ones, I mean you've got on uh, some of those things on one end you have almost half an inch to pass trash through it until you get some pressure on. It. And you can shut it down, shape it out, you know, hit it again. So
0: This is all interesting to me because when I was in it years ago, we didn't even think about trash coming through the line into the the nozzle. It just, we flowed water, whether it was from the pump, and we were big on drafting because we had dry hydrants. Our chief put dry hydrants in a lot of our rural section of our district. And even even with the drafting right out of the creeks and the rivers, whatever came out, came out, and that was it. And, you know, we just, we never really had that back, that back push that when it hit the when it hit the nozzle. I don't know if that's because in the old days they the nozzle just allowed more to flow through or it's yeah. no yeah. these were yeah. these were yeah. no, yeah. no 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 no. I'm talking I'm talking about the fog streaks. I'm talking about fog nozzles. Yeah, adjustable fogs, yeah. Yeah. This isn't but you gotta
5: think probably mm-hmm. older when
3: you were in the, the 70s. They using the same.
0: Right. So, That's I mean,
3: true. So
0: That's, That's a great point. The
3: same point. Same it's the exact same stuff. So, so, like, I'll be honest with you, we actually had a coconut in our pump. Um, because when the lines broke, the hydrogen lines, and hooked it it came right through the hydrogen into our pump. Small coconut. <laughs> so, I mean, you never know what you're going to get. That's why when I'm doing high-rise operations, I'm always using smooth bar and in a high-rise. No what, Yeah, we, we flushed it out. My guys head, and then we received,
0: uh, yeah. And then we had a lady in our district that would take the caps off, of the would uh, uh, leprechaun. Oh, good. So, don't you, don't good of <laughs> you can have the leprechaun coconut in the, coconut, I think, and the I think line.
4: Have, i a in the hydrant, we're uh, up north. A more difficult when it's really, really cold. We'll, uh, we'll tell our guys to
3: mm-hmm. uh, not actually flush the hydrant, but look at see debris and then hook uh, up.
0: the is chance of uh, opening up and having to actually freeze on us—it's mm-hmm. a, a good chance. Especially we had that. Out. We had that one in Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Had to check the hydrant first when we opened the cap. Yeah. yeah.
2: That just, uh, tomatoes, tomatoes. I believe it or not, it do right? yeah, yeah. right? yeah. yeah, yeah. no. actually does freeze yeah. yeah. somewhat in the parts that you in Florida. Jacksonville, I think, <mumbles>
3: <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> we got to be first encountered last year in Orlando, right? We had uh, a little cold, little cold, it's like <laughs> like not yeah. like and
0: off the ocean. So, uh, so. well again part of what we're doing here today for TAP, uh, tactics on tap is to have you let you ask questions come up to the mic ask questions of the panel it can be anything that we've discussed a question you have on firematics anything you want to bring up
5: firematics.
0: Firehouse issues, right?
5: I got, I got a question I'll ask you guys.
0: Okay, but mic, we need, we need so a no mic. Yeah, please. Thanks. So, I
5: want to find out the way you guys do business. So, I've been a lieutenant with Plantation for years now. Um, we have a lot of high-rises. Every, every block, there's a high-rise. So, our third new engine takes the standpipe. You know, and uh, first goes up, second backs up first, and then third-arriving engine hits the standpipe. How do you guys feel about that? Because, I, you know, I don't think we should be changing the way we do business between a residential structure, fire, and high-rise, even though they're two different animals completely. But, you know, our, our guys, my guys, you know, work off muscle memory. So sometimes it, it becomes confusing for them when, you know, we don't know. It. These buildings are big, too. If we have an engine park on the other side, miss a standpipe or something like that, but if we know first do hits, you know, makes their way up to the, the fire floor, second do hits the standpipe. But I just want to hear how you guys do in your department so that way I can take feedback yeah, on
3: you know. like I I interior like, floor, Fire pump. Or
5: whatever. Fire pump or whatever. Yeah. Who's doing your who's doing your recon? Uh, recon would be I, I guess first do. Right, first do so would advise you, what they have. Okay. All right. So you know, your truck companies not the ones going up and doing the recon. No, sir. They're normally fourth fourth or fifth Is this the bells and whistles, or you guys? No, know we said the so. you got a fire, like you guys motion. or you
3: know callbacks.
5: What are we talking about? Well, we we just started doing this new thing called. As uh, uh, soon as first arriving unit uh, goes arrival, they do their scene size up, and they uh, call high-rise procedures on absolutely everything. Everything over three floors. Um, we have high-rise procedures, but um, you know, first dude does their, their you know size up and starts making their way up. Second dude teams up with first dude uh, to make a, a, a straight team, and then third dude is in charge of. Uh, How many men? Um, uh, we had normally three to five per truck. So yeah, here's the thing: is like we we
3: have to. So yeah.
5: two our two
3: first, two, first dude, yeah, two first two engine takes the front door. Second do, uh, well first do takes the front of the building. If it's like unconfirmed, you know, smoke, whatever flame, yeah. they take the high-rise pack. Their investigation mode, they go up. Second do, um, depending on what the manpower is, uh, two three, three guys. That engineer pulls up, spots the FPC, gets it going. Any crew that's left on that crew there goes up and supports first do crew. Ladder truck, uh, depending on the little of that. You know, face the corner of the building or opposite of the FEC of the engine block. That's right? probably the corner of the full front of the building. Um, and that's to us. Right. Um Me, I'm the type of tank. I'm calling all of them. Like, we got water and fire. You know what? I, I need water and fire now. Third dude can catch it. Yeah, I need my 2,000 gallons right now. You know, uh, we have some great fire pumps, though, too. So it's going to be pre-planning the building, depending on the building. I got a building right now, we did some testing around the top floors, like 11 floors up. We're flowing smooth boards, and my guys are getting pushed across the roof from the fireball. That's mm-hmm. on so, oh, you know, you're you 80 psi, uh, over 80 psi stack on the 11th floor. Mm-hmm.
5: So, but if you got good pumps, so and that's, you know, no one area too, you know. Yeah, we probably do, because all yeah. our high vents are at about 90 psi. So, uh, I'm not doubting that, I just want to hear the way you guys do it. The only thing that. You run fogs and smooth boards, uh, breakaways. Oh, on my my yeah, well they're uh two floors with five nozzle in front? Yes, yeah, that's from it. it which kind of, yeah. of hose We just we went, went in two three quarters, break. but we just switched out hose last week and we won't be FDNY. Okay, so do you guys test any of this with gauges on the floor, or
3: no, as far as like in your IRS back? Before? We literally just got it about a week ago. So you guys have the gauges okay that's in that kit? Yeah. yeah. So okay. in line, you know, mm-hmm. in line gauge, it's like hey, that you're uh FC, so
0: you come along with a two and a wide but so you have an in-line in-line for gauge Yes. That's perfect, sir. Vince, would you explain so for the listeners what an FDNY hose is? Because some of them may not know. It, it,
5: it's basically just a different brand of hose. Um, I, don't, I don't I don't know, uh, Ray, uh, you know, this, uh, you know it's... brand. that's right. It's, it's a
3: full-price.
5: It's a full it Yeah. So you guys are justifying
0: to Inch, the inch and a half or inch and three quarters? Uh, well,
5: it comes in all different cuts. i got okay. two inches, a 3, two, three, three quarters. Yeah, we run two.
3: Well, a lot of times, the 2-inch is becoming, I think, the standard. the uh, well, yeah, No, we leader's oh, 2 a yeah. are yeah. yeah. actually using 4 and a half for your 3-liter one 75 to length, so you can have enough 150. Uh, With the smooth and rotation, that's work. Uh, with, uh, we're going the tip? Yeah, we're you to 15, 16s. All right. Yeah, that's so, what we use 15, 16s. Yeah. So that, that's the important part the are nozzle, is going to be an issue the of, of uh, loss. You you're not going to get the flow. Well, and then the other bad thing is if you're not running a tip, or have a tip in the bag when those guys go up, you've got the stream straight then, uh downstream of the shutoff, whether it's split ball, whatever, uh, it's going to collect
5: that trash on the like No, you're absolutely right. You, know, you, so, and you, you, you guys have made a, a good point. Uh, on that, I learned that this week at this uh, conference about you know screens aren't meant to be in fire because they well, catch stuff. With higher estimates, though, know, figure out which building you're worth and figure out what your critical flow is going to be. Because if you're
3: running 15, 16, mm-hmm. um, what's that put now? Like 188? 180, 185, 185. 185, yeah, something like that. Um, nice thing about smooth boards is you can under pump pump over pump. So if you have some easy you can over pump them. We went with a one inch because I really wanted a inch and an eighth and seven inch thick. But then I'm thinking like a firefighter that like, whatever I put on that line, they're not gonna change
5: it. Exactly. are going
3: be getting it. So I'm like, look, if I do 210, we'll do some testing, see on hose it might be, and then we actually under pump it for you like, and put it in 155 feet. I'm like, calculating, I'm to do some testing. Yeah. But it passes a lot of trash. It's releasing handle. Um, yeah. and it's a system <clears throat> when that
1: kinks up, we'll it's not uh, yeah, a low the lower pressure, you're gonna have more kinks. But once yeah. you charge the line, and I call it cycling it, uh,
3: people like to say water hammer, water hammer is like five inch main, six inch main, eight inch, <laughs> and Thank you take in a two inch line and you cycle it, it's really not creating a lot of water hammer. Um, you know, Kings, over that, you this little yeah, tiny volume of water versus this whole huge wall of water, like charging uh, an LDH all of a sudden and charging a 2-inch line is going to be a lot more violent on the diameter because of the weight of the water coming, like, you yeah. know, like a big caliber bullet and a, and a twenty-two. And, it, and it's also a, a centrifugal pump. So you can't That's water hammer right. centrifugal pump. The problem you're going to have to is the back pressure on your valves. So, I mean, if you had something that you had a larger scale, right. you know, right. that would be your issue more than anything. Because but it's discharge going so to Exactly. So... It's not as bad um people always worry about well, that was the old thing you're gonna what was it you're gonna uh water hammer the pump and you're like right, you know, right, right Fields yeah, about water do the care exactly pump. It's, not it's not true yeah because yeah. You know, that's <laughs> what it's made for exactly exactly so, and that's just figure out your critical part because then you, the more stuff that you can line up and do uh
1: do the informational research the people can find you about stuff and you fire back immediately
3: coming off the hill yeah, yeah know right away you're not making that shit up. And number two, that you've done your homework, right? So just like when you go out to fight a fire you're ready for battle, yeah, you know, you gotta battle some of these, these budgets and stuff and you might have to wait a little longer, but figure out your worst case scenario is what you know, I can recommend on your parking for your gallon flow. But if you don't want to be behind the curve, because if you got like, um, if you only have 165 PPM in your high-rise kit, you're probably gonna be behind the wall because high-rise fires are like your worst case scenario. within no, so, are access Lots of exposure because every apartment or condo or whatever it wind is. is. Wind blowing issues? Floor. Yeah. The wind driven sh- yeah. market. You know yeah. what I mean? So we're looking at getting trying to get those computer nozzles that everybody laugh at it. like so, um, it's nozzles. It's a little bit I want somebody to make a lightweight one so we can get it in our bag. We can lower the front of the window like a wind kick. They have that. They actually have that. Yeah. yeah. So, what's the name of that tool that they have? Um, no, no, I'll let you know. I'll look up at the break. You know, a lot of these hose manufacturers you get with them and talk to them, they bring nozzles up, you get the hose guy and the health car guy. Or well, that's what on. we're doing. So we're going to take that. Up, up, you know, they'll be like, oh, you don't like that when they drive another one out. Of the that's truck. Right. And, and, you know, they're trying to sell stuff, but, you know, the, the corporate sales guys don't make any money. It's the guys who order the hose, and they're making the money. So they're not really trying to push you in a different way, they're just going to <clears> figure out what you want and your, your outcome as far as your. And then your manpower. For us, manpower we got 75 foot lines. Everybody else that we were talking about like, well, we don't have an extra guy. So, versus us putting 100 feet on one guy's back, you know, it's like a waste of pack. You, a 50 foot or foot, you know, so now it's both 75 and 75, and you have an one, one, and then you go to we out below to make it more, uh. And we have two 100 foot high
5: rise packs. On our truck. Does that give you enough reach though? I mean, for like your building, case scenario? Yeah. So oh, yeah. Uh, next arriving crew brings up 200 more. Um, so and then we have that you know that six inch, uh, six foot, you know, little three inch line that hooks oh, onto the oh, yeah. So, so you, wanna, are
1: you
3: guys uh, running a leader line line? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the, okay. the only thing like the leader line wise is um, like talk to Dennis over here if you, you can get on Facebook. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's the man. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing worse than uh, one crappy line. Um, and I just figured it out, too, because we bought a couple of three-inch um, supply lines for our two-inch, two inch. and talking to my buddy, uh, Brent Brooks, up in Toronto, and he had 4,400 highlights over. So he goes, I go, what do you do, because I want to get rid of this, like, five, six-pound piece of hose that's in my bag that's weighing it down, and I said, what do you do when you have a box you can't get in He goes, Ah. Oh. like, so go, uh. i will do my thing even Yeah, we Yeah, uh, we get the. <laughs> and they, uh, they open the box up and they make room, and then they don't have to carry that. And not only that, you're, you're, uh, your your package is hooked to a fixed object. It's not going to slide around and cycle the nozzle. You're right. get it going down one side of the hallway. No, not a yeah, The 90s and stuff you get that don't have, like, there was a the gate, or the valve, or the uh, gauge, I'm sorry, gate together. Yeah. That stays together in the back. So they hook up, they hook up the little 90, or the 45 to get it out. They hook up the, um, the, uh, the gate valve, and what that does, and they rotate, I said, whatever that thing's gonna lay down, it little move around, once you the hose up to, I said, pivot that gauge and that handle <laughs> so you can look at it. And then I even made a firefighter for I wrote seven all over that's all so the, all over the gates on the outside, thing. So, like, Every time they check it, they go 77 and bombarding them with that pressure. And you know, it's actually it's good for us, you know, that's one no less thing carrying the back. Bags would 21 pounds. You gotta get do you have a uh, somebody sitting down there adjusting the flow uh, coming out? What we do is either um the firefighter takes the line with the nozzle, or you know, who knows what's happening up there, the chaos is done. And say the uh, officers at the novel the firefighter, I think, we, we trained with where they had to open and flow. Let, allow them to set that gauge. And what we figured out with the fire pump so too is you gotta be init- you got to be ready for that initial shock because these fire pumps on, depending on the what floor you're at, we had 150 p- 56 PSI, okay? Static. So, I tell them, I said, pin it, open it all the way up, nice and easy, and then let it flow, let the guy adjust it, and then shut it back down. But every time you shut down, you got to be ready for that initial shock because it's going to kick your ass until it drops down to 70 and then 50 psi at the the tip. So, And then that's when you want to pin it, you know, with your leg over it. uh, Like a lot of stuff that uh, Aaron Fields teaches, you know, with that clamp slide, stuff like that. And then once you open it up, you can pull it, move it, and then half-gain it. I love half-gain and teach my guys half-gain because... It, it makes some of us like a little fog nozzle, mm-hmm. and then it tells the guy in the back of the guy, get ready, we're moving. Mm-hmm. You know, so and it's, it works out. So, hey, uh, hit me up, an email or anything like that. there there, have help you. Know, uh, Keith Watson is really great with the flows and stuff. Um, Mark, Mark Lighthill. Mark Lighthill. Mark is good. He's, he's a big dog, but he will take time out of his day, and he will work with you. You got a problem or, you know, do you your homework if they get the numbers that you need, like the outage and load and manpower, and stuff like that. I got I just, I just got two quick questions for you, Ben. Um one is uh if you guys have your pump already running, right? Do you just
5: let it pump up
3: or do you try to pump over?
5: Uh that's a good question. There, there's only a few uh fire pumps in our city. There, there's about three or I think three or four. Our whole city, uh, most of them are tapped into the hydrants.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, so uh, I would say 95% of our high rises are all hydrant pressure, all right. so, so so they don't have to pump at all,
3: yeah. No. All right, so then the ones that have a fire pump, you want to hook up to the FTC no matter what, no questions
4: asked, yeah. I and
3: take, like and in my it. opinion, that should probably be a first good thing because yeah. as an engineer you
4: can do it. The FTC's usually right in front of them, yeah. No, you're
3: I agree 100%. do Exactly, and now. Even on 10. If you points. do have a pump and the pump is running, let the pump do its job. All right? Because we don't even have to even hook up I and mean, we'll hook up to it and we'll see what we have on the floor before we even worry about charging online. We put it at 150 and if the pump like likes that, if not, we're just gonna do that and then just crack it, crack discharge. Because that's it. what the pump's yeah. made to do. It's made to put that pressure on there as long as your restriction valves are put in properly, because we all know those are a killer, right? But as long as your restriction valves are improperly, it's made to give that pressure at that at that point. So open up your thing, get your gauge reading, and then have your have your pump, uh, your engineer, then adjust accordingly. And that's my suggestion: is that if you do not have a a uh, a pump, your engineer should be hooking that up right away, and then have someone else worry about your water supply. Then will take Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
6: absolutely. I, I agree with water. Yep. I think we're on the same page. My thought process is, okay, you're going to have the first few guys jump off the rig, go upstairs. You're going to have the second two guys jump off the rig, go upstairs. You're going to have the third few guys probably do the most important job on the fire ground for a high-rise fire apparently a water supply.
5: That's Somebody right.
6: that's probably never been in that building before in their entire career. You're absolutely right. So who do you, who do you want, you know, taking the most important job on a high-rise fire is apparently a water supply. Probably the driver operator that's first few there every day knows where the hybrid locations, are, Knows where the FTCs are. Knows the ins and outs of that system because they go on fire alarms there six times a week. You're right. You know? Knows that you know? if, 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 stay on if, the ground where the first floor standpoint connection is the back to the system. Absolutely.
3: In which is the drill we run because that FTC, everything from that check valve towards buildings check. Everything from that check valve to the street.
2: And, and and we,
5: we've had that happen before. Um the, the way I look at most of my high rises around in my zone were built in nineteen seventy-six. So most of the pipes are now starting to rust out. And, uh I got you know an alert the other day that one of they found a leak in one of the standpipes on the city side. So if we would have ran it from you know hooked into the stand pipe, you know, from the where you pull up on the city side. And pump mm-hmm. that stamp pipe, you wouldn't have been getting water. There, or FPCs, or you guys run a large diameter of FTCs? Yeah, About
3: we don't. Um, no, we do forage. You yeah. have forage stores? You
1: storage connection.
3: Yes, I will tell you the problem with that is, and I'm kind of right now, and
5: it's eye opening, it is that's a lot of weight. I know. It's nine and we we're told to put an elbow on it. They're having problems with ripping off those
3: stores. Or, some of the time, if they have enough blockages in the system, you're trying to overcome this blockage. The baddest-ass hose that you can get in four or five-inch, I think, is rated only to 185. So right there, we're already down to curve. But they do make, in the dentist will that have an adapter. You go over there and click it on there, and it acts like a sign needs. So there's no cost to the city at residents, but you can have so on the truck. Again, because we got some old systems that are one or the other, you know, Got two and a half inch wings or whatever. So there's a there's a solve for most stuff that's out there, but three inches is, is the key. I think getting that installed and then backing it up on
5: the other side in case you blow out or something. Yeah, like no, I, I like three inch. But it's our protocol to put four inch. In. Um, right. I took an aerial class, um, you know, in Ocala, I think about a year and a half ago, and that's exactly what they were saying is that putting that four or five inch on that uh, FTC is a, a lot of weight, you know, and these are older, yeah, they're older already, they're you know, 76, 50%. and they're rusting out, All right. so for us to put it on it, that's a
0: good break. All right, we're going to take a break here, folks, and we'll be right back with uh, some more from Tactics on Tap, live from the 2018 Great Florida Fire School, right after these words. Please stay tuned. The tones sound, and the dispatcher announces: Stations fourteen and sixteen, working residential structure. That was all you needed to hear. You jump up from your chair, head to the engine and climb into the jump seat. As the queue screams, you take stock of your p p e (bunker pants) check, turnout coat check, hood check, gloves check, escape line check, SCBA strapped on-you're ready. Upon arrival, you jump off the apparatus, grab the loops of the Red Cross Lay and head for the open front door, where smoke is pouring out. You make sure your buddy's behind you. You crouch low and make your way inside. Your trusty SCBA mask hanging on your tool belt. What? Stop everything! What the hell are you thinking? You see, it's a working room and contents fire, and the smoke is banking down almost to the floor. Who do you think you are, Superman? One breath of that crap and the smoke will damage you in some way, guaranteed. All the soot, carbon, carcinogens, and other outgassing materials will enter your body through the pores on your unprotected face. Don't be the domino. The first person down that forces everyone else to change their tasks to take care of you. Always remember, face peace on. You have comrades depending on you and a family to go home to. Face peace on. No matter where we live, or no matter the season, there is always work to be done that makes us sweat. Just how can we keep cool? Well, Hennessy Distributing has the answer. Cool towels. Cool towels are 100% cotton towel and pre-moistened with all natural ingredients. The best part? No water is needed. Just open your cool towel pack, remove the towel, and give it a couple of shakes, and you're all set. Wrap it around your neck like a kerchief. Wipe your face, arms, neck, or any exposed skin, and it is approximately 20 to 30 degrees below the ambient temperature. Wait, did it warm up? No problem. Just shake it a couple of times again, and cool towel delivers its refreshing cool touch all over again. When the cooling mixture has expired, use your cool towel as you would any cloth or rag around the house. Because it is manufactured from 100% cotton, your cool towel is 100% recyclable. For more information or to get your cool towel today, visit www.cooltowel.com or call 1-800-918-8323. Remember, you're going to work and you're going to sweat. Make cool towel your answer to keeping cool. You're ready to call it a night. The kids are tucked in, the lights are out, and the dog's in the den. Seems all is calm. But stop, it's not all right. To keep you and your family safe in the event of a fire, we're advising you to close before you doze. Close your bedroom doors when you go to sleep. Why? Because closed doors dramatically decrease heat and carbon monoxide levels, which provide trapped occupants more time for help to arrive. And closed doors can slow the spread of the fire, increase oxygen levels, and decrease temperatures dramatically. You've invested in smoke and carbon monoxide alarms. You've practiced fire escape plans with your family. Now learn another important way to protect all of you. Close before you doze. Also remember, if you are able to escape, make sure the last one out closes the main door. Remember, close before you doze. This message is brought to you by the UL Firefighter Safety Research Institute. Closebeforeyoudoze.org, your local fire department, and this podcaster. back to this special edition of Five Alarm Task Force, news and issues for today's first responders. And we are recording in this uh, podcast with our friends here at the 2018 Great Florida Fire School in Fort Myers, Florida. We're having a great conversation. We're letting people in the audience ask our panel uh, any question they have about firemanics, firefighting, any opinions they need. So uh, let's have our next guest come on up. You were standing up like you were ready to uh, You just watching. Okay. All right, so let's have somebody, somebody else come up. Anybody got a question?
5: All right,
0: here I we go. There we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't change my name now. The uh, <laughs> so, uh, biggest
3: thing uh, I can see in my department. It's very small. Uh, we have a lot of uh, officers up here and maybe some senior folks. How do you motivate some of the people that have been on the department for a while to the training and continue education with my department i've got two guys myself included that will go above and beyond into education and try and win firefighter forward Mm -hmm. but you have a lot of guys that well like i have i've got one guy that's a 25 year firefighter what would you guys do or how would you guys motivate these people to try and move forward Mm -hmm. well I have a question. Is that a 25 year firefighter or is it a 25 year firefighter with one year on the job? You got it. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I think a lot of it is you need to kind of make him expose him to things. Like, it sounds kind of weird, but I like to kind of throw him into a situation where he's well, not kind would. of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of true. Because then what happens is that
2: when they kind of feel
3: like yeah. they're uncomfortable and they kind of take them out of their comfort zone, it kind of wakes them up a little bit sometimes and makes them see, wow, maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. And you don't have to be demeaning or rude about it at all. You know, it's just kind of, like, I, I know my true strength and weaknesses. I know a guy where if I need a forceful interview, I'm like, you know, take, take care of it, Willie. You know, I know that he knows that stuff inside and out. So I might be like, this guy's not good at that. Let's have him do it. You know, and then when he doesn't do it, I'm like, hey, man, what happened there? You know, and I don't bring him down or right anything. It's like, you know, usually you're pretty good with this stuff. How come did it work? Yeah. And and, and uh, sometimes it'll open their eyes on their own. Sometimes, of course, it doesn't. Another thing I'm going to suggest, and this isn't
1: a cheap plug,
3: but get them out to the Great Florida Fire School or anything like it, because I'll tell you that I just got back from Firehouse Expo, and I am re- Are you on fire? Re- You're recharged? I, I am on fire. I am <laughs> sparked. I am charged. It is awesome. Because you get out and you start, i learn more like this, just chilling with a bunch of people. And sometimes I even do in classrooms. Just sitting at the bar talking to the guys afterwards going out for dinner. I learned more than I do sitting in a class. And not to downplay anybody's class, because I'm an instructor, but you're gonna learn about one topic. Here sitting up here drinking or whatever, talking to the guys, you could solve every every problem in the firehouse within an hour. Yeah,
5: you know? So,
3: so I want to jump in on that. Uh I got a guy that's uh senior made of my department and uh our
4: fools, our local fools chapter, the revolutionary
3: mm-hmm. fools of New Jersey, Northern Jersey was out. Uh, from an education class, you know what? I reached in my pocket, not not tapping me on the shoulder, but I brought him to the class with two other guys. So I had a I had a senior man, I had a junior man, and I had a middle guy that I actually brought into the class and we did education. I didn't teach him. I was with them, doing learning the whole thing. That's one way of bringing a guy that's 25 years, and you know what? He may have done it a while, but we're not on top. Of it. There's new new things, especially the automotive industry. You know, oh, yeah. Cars First, are changing all the time,
1: and uh,
3: it was great. We did a great. We did two days of uh, two days of uh, cutting and everything else. And the cool part was watching the dynamic between the senior guy, the middle guy, and the junior guy, and all of them learning together mm-hmm. and sharing knowledge and past experiences. And the junior guy's eyes were bug-eyed, wide, trying to absorb everything, and the senior guy was. I didn't put him on on the spot mm-hmm. because he's he's a knowledgeable guy.
1: Yeah,
3: he just not in his realm. so he uh, he he took it. But you know what? Just something I I try and do. This uh, I'm gonna throw a plug out for uh, right. my, my buddy Ryan Pennington. Oh yeah, uh, right. revolutionary Fools. You Guys are great, great guys up there. And they're bringing Ryan Pennington in September first up into uh, Morris County Fire Academy. And uh, you know what? Again, I'm buying tickets for at least three four guys in my house, my shift. And I want them to see what's going on, on courting fires, and how how we're going to handle this and everything else. But that's that's one way. As a leader, you got to step forward, whether you're the formal leader or the informal leader, whether you got rank or you're the senior man with the informal the informal leadership, you got to step forward and lead uh, these guys in the right. right direction. Well, my answer, just to be clear, was that that was for the one-year guy with 25 years in the job. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not talking about the 25-year I'm, guy with 25 years in the job.
1: Okay, so I flipped it because everybody has that guy who's yeah, yeah. been there for a year with yeah. those 25 well, yeah, years The 125. Yeah, they're yeah. they're
3: all over. So. Um. So, so for 25 years, would 25
5: years,
1: you need
3: to get him involved, and you need to make him a, a part of the team and you, you need to find something like uh, his niche, his niche. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, um, like something he's
1: passionate about.
3: Like whether it's uh, drawings, whatever. Building artwork, building art. construction, I mean make something for the firehouse whatever. Why? I we, we had a guy that's a computer set and um, he was kind of dormant on the ship before I arrived. And now we've got him doing pre plans. We do all the drawings, he's he set the pace and the standard for the pre-plans and, and stuff like that. And, and I love the guy. And then we we uh, actually went to the uh air operations class that we have there. That's a good one. Trying. That's a good and, one. You know he already had a cert on, and like, hey, just come out anyways. You know, and he had so much fun in that four days, yep. and it's kind of put a spark in him now to do more stuff. And it was that one four day period that kind of a little on fire. So maybe you can maybe just get into like a one day class yep. or a supplemental class, like something like uh, like maybe uh, meth, meth lab awareness stuff. First responders that need to know about you know, uh, the safety college puts them on all the time, up there, I think. Yep. things like that, or you know, maybe a confidence class or something that's. Little or even just talking to a local record, get him to drop a car off and the camera, scrap guys, and cut the car off and just doing that behind the station. Or maybe it's a simple prop. You need to get him involved with it. Well, that's
1: yeah, simple prop. prop. Just,
3: I just, just a something break the thing. ice like an yes. icebreaker. You know, i going to find back exactly what he's used to or what he likes and just try and get back into it slowly. The, the comfort yeah. zone is a big thing. If you put somebody right outside
2: the comfort zone, they to shut right in there. I'm sure Chiefs dealt with this a few times, huh? Yeah, well, we deal with this. On a regular basis. I mean, obviously everybody's budgeting straight. As as John and the guys, you know, the, John taking money out of his own pocket is a is a noble thing to get these guys. Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, he's, he's a man. man. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Absolutely. Yeah, I to <laughs> as as a chief of the
2: department department, I have to look at at across my ranks, how do I motivate? In some cases, you have the senior guy who He's there just to be there. He's fighting his time. He, you know, the motivation just isn't there. You've got the young guys, okay. Some of them are eager to learn. Some of them are even more resistant than the 25-year guy. So the whole idea, the whole idea with this is, and in a lot of cases, the company officer has a lot of trouble motivating upward into the aged guys. I'll call it the aged guys. Online. A senior. Senior guy, <laughs> okay. senior guy, and then, and then okay, you have then you have the young, <laughs> you young guy. It's yeah. hard for that company office. So what you need to do is you need to get, you need to take advantage of the young guy. You need to you need to, even if that senior guy isn't interested in helping, Pester him a little bit. Get get up there, pick his brain a little bit. Okay? He may be 25 years on the job, and he year as a firefighter. Look, that guy knows something. There's there is value in that in that 25 year firefighter. It, it, exactly. Let let the let the kid motivate the senior guy. And okay? normally, you you would expect your senior guy to be the driver of pretty much everything. Okay? It's not the case everywhere. Let let the young guys if you've got a guy that's willing to learn one of the new guys let him go and and pull information out of this guy eventually There's a realization where hey, maybe I maybe I'm not just here Maybe there is some value in me if you if the company officer tries to do it the guy looks at it and say damn, my lieutenant my captain is is bugging me now Use use the peers to drive that. The the
3: primary kind of motivation, motivation. He, it's, it's and the uh, stretch his line. You know, and then they re yeah. the line or something. So simple. Yeah, yeah, they're working on or, right. or, or like with the choice at the station, how right? do you guys do all the chores? Is he help out or is he Yeah, so, I mean we're a small department, there's two on shift every day. Um so obviously the driver engineer, we're in charge of the truck and everything else. So the captain does all the the station reports. Does the captain push the room? Yes, yeah. captain pushes the room, yeah. a push the room. Yeah. because I'm still pushing my room. So, so yeah. I, I, I pushed the room until the second guy asked me. My I can tell not, you on two shifts. On yeah. two shifts, we 24, 48 yeah. shifts. Um, on two of the shifts, I can tell you, yeah, the captain's sleep. Uh, my shift and another shift that relieves us. Um, the captain's have no issue doing that. Third shift, yeah. I think uh, one thing he's above the other. Um, but again, I'm not there. I'm not on that shift, but, um, just the dealing I have dealt with him, but that firefighter on that shift has been there for 25 years. And he, I mean, he set his ways. Yeah. So we deal a lot with that. And we try to get everyone motivated because we, we're trying to move our fire department forward. And that's the biggest thing. Uh, two of us are young guys. We can constantly take classes. We continue our education But trying to get that third one to say, Hey, come with us. I come down here every year. 14 years deep now doing the Great Florida Fire School. Love it. A lot of things I've learned. But, I'm trying to get other people to come, they think they're above it. It's so, called lead, cooperate, or get out of the way. Yeah. Um, Good point. Yeah. I, I will throw it out. Sometimes it's not convenient. But if there's a little tree, where you guys can do something. Just like a company training. It's a little... Just make it like 45 minutes or 30 minutes. Work on something small. And then and then maybe the next <clears throat> shift you like 30, five minutes, and the next shift maybe an hour, and then, and then you're working your way around. You build up right, up to it, here's here's something you throw. Uh, say hey, since you've seen your man, do me a favor, you know. Next day, and you give them you give them a couple days to, uh, to prep on it. Why don't you talk to me talk to me and the, the rookie about uh, whatever it is?
2: I'm not going to steal jokes from old. <laughs> <laughs>
3: pump operations, you know. Tell me about hey, if we got to pump to a setback, or we got to pump to. Uh, or how do I do relay
2: pumping or drafting? Something that you know he's going to succeed on, you, you set him up for success. Not set him up for failure. You can always find something wrong
0: Pull on his strengths. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Pull on his strengths. Yeah, I heard, I don't I don't you find that, you know, do wrong. But it's, it's wrong Let him kind of up. And when they start to do it, I'll figure it out. And start feeling that uh, sense of security. I'm i I'll go here. Maslow's hierarchy needs. Your, your security at the bottom, you know, you've got to feel secure in what you do is get to that self actualization at the like, top. Huh, Move mm-hmm. the shoulder. Move the you know. Now he has got to feel good. And if he's not feeling good, he's not gonna he's not gonna make it happen. Yeah. You build them up and then it's gonna it's gonna increase. But again, you're right, you have people that are set their way sometimes, but you gotta take them. as an officer, as a senior man or whatever else, you gotta you gotta invest in your people and try. You just can't write them off from yeah, consistent. You know, I think, and this I'm going to thank my wife for this, but consistency. We're kids, all right. Let's be honest. You know, we're adult kids. But, but what do we need? We need consistency. We need discipline. We need we need all the things that we need to raise our kids. You know,
5: and unfortunately, that's something that I don't, I don't have to work on even there because sometimes I feel like doing things. And sometimes I don't feel like doing crap. A little multi-collar. <laughs>
3: it's, it's a, a backpack. <laughs> but you know exactly what I'm talking about, man. You need to have consistency. Because once you break it down, guess what? You have to start all over again. Because I know that if I go to mom and mom
2: says no, I'm going to do what? I'm yeah. going to ask my dad. Exactly. Look, my guys play mom against dad as a chief. Uh-huh. You yeah, know, I've got mom playing against that on a regular basis. Yeah, we do that a lot. <laughs> so, um, to, somebody's got an idea, somebody doesn't like that idea, so I got a to model you know that. One of the department. I've
3: got to ask, or at least the other shifts when I'm not on duty, to teach our volunteers the new firefighter one and everything else. So I try to get them something to do and say, hey, teach these guys this part of the lesson. So, I mean, I'm trying to get him out there and everything else about there's, you know, yeah. still a lot of feedback and pushback on, well, that's a, that's the captain's job. You know, right. something else, too, is, and, and I'm a pretty simple dude, but just like, hey, man, that's a great job, man. That's really huge. Yeah. You know, you really found me or, out. Or, I mean, he might need a tough loss, and I need to call him on the carpet. Because I've had guys guy call me and go, hey, uh, what is the manual, Jack lever on
0: the end
5: there? You know, I really
3: you mean, the thing that's behind the seatbelt, on the engine, on the driver's seat. It's know, on the same
1: engine,
2: in the same old Every <laughs> engine in the country, I've got two metal clips on, that one, and like, oh, you
3: mean the engine. You mean the engine that, nice that checklist that you've yeah. checked along. So, I mean, <laughs> that's, and that's me. I'm <laughs> <So> the two-side. No, he said, hey, Keith, you mean that thing you checked off in the morning saying it was there? I <laughs> <laughs> wonder. You, know, you get a little bit of the raspberry. Too. I mean, I think the biggest thing would be is make sure it's involved in and Everybody's working together and help crack it up. And then uh, little trains, Just start, just like that walnut. You know, it's really hard to crack, but then you get a couple stress fractures in there. And it's really going to break down, down. the middle, you know what I mean? It's going to crack eventually. And it might take a few months.
0: You know, I want to bring up something that I've said on the show a couple of times. I'm a dinosaur. I consider myself the dinosaur. No. I, res- I respond. <laughs> I responded on pterodactyls. To- <laughs> <laughs> but pterodactyls one of the things I've stressed is that you know, a lot of times, t- guys who retire out want to come back and visit, and some of the younger guys in the house go, "Oh no, here comes Bill again." But Bill and your 25 year guy, they know things that they developed. Over their history, little tweaks and little tricks, and it might have been something that a way of carrying a wood wedge, but we're using wood wedges, and something like that. That's something that he could teach. You know, if, if the young if, again, I like the idea of getting the younger guy or, or one of the new volunteers to ask him. Yeah, he says, you know, I, you've had a lot of experience. Did you come up with like some like? Cool neat tricks to help you when you were starting out or you were trying to do something that you would know, be willing to share because i am sure would like to learn it from somebody like you who's got all that time in and could really knows knows the stuff. Or even ask
2: the question how to do you
0: do the wi Yeah, sure. As easy as that. Yeah, I'm gonna get back in the
1: day.
0: Exactly. exactly. You know, it nice to all the, sad, the table, and,
3: you know, just cut. And the other stations, I was cooking and the two guys over at my station was cooking and the other stations came in with his so I was talking and he was doing a dope and uh, last night we were doing a over the you know. Off ship, we had this plane where they're doing this table and I we'll come back to the kitchen and I'm like, you guys broke the table. You know, something as simple as that. Or coffee. Sitting around and talking the coffee at the table, you know. I'll tell you, you guys, you know, uh in the morning? Not really. Okay. Uh, we come in, it they should change, uh they tell us what's going on, if they do anything or what about what dinner? Dinner there's only a the two of us. So uh, I mean a lot of times uh family comes up. we cook. Okay. We, that's that's one thing for me. Uh, I'm lucky yeah, out in the house. Yeah. Guys. So I've got 20 two items and my ladder company. So I got a minimum of nine guys down, We're down to six. But uh that's one big thing that I I uh, put out there. we're so family. We eat together. I said, I don't care if you're eating you're Yeah. Well, I I
1: got, I got, I got one vegan firefighter.
3: I got a firefighter that is a vegetarian. And we have rest of the game. No. The, the first, different. I said to him, I said, listen, I don't care.
2: We're all going
3: to prepare food at the same time. The first time that the vegan firefighter was in, I said, I didn't salt peppers. I asked what oh, would you use substitute for me We're gonna use uh the mushrooms. So I stopped them, cooked up, did the same thing, we put a special on one side and we cook everything. And that's the big thing. We're the fire there. You know, they're my second family. I live with them two days a week for twenty-four hours. Yeah. So the big thing is truthfully I don't rely on my family for my safety, but I rely on them for my uh, my firehouse So the huge thing is eating. Yeah. Lunch is spot, uh, spotting, breakfast is sometimes,
0: but dinner is very important. That's great. good point. By the way, since you mentioned Ryan's coming in, we can both uh, expect a phone call from EJ. Yep. <laughs> yeah, um, EJ is a mutual friend. I'm from uh, Pennsylvania.
2: Um, so the other question is, if you were to take this up, up to your breath, your to yeah, I'll put the administration. I'll put that administration out <laughs> there. Oh. Oh, so, is there money of? Av- is there money available? Is there is there any in in your department? Is there money available? I look not to put another plug into the into the, the Florida Fire School oh, but for a hundred but for hundred forty five dollars, the training you can get here 40 is, is off the charts. Okay. Okay. You can't beat this. You can't beat it. No, we
3: do you can't we do have money. Aside uh, for training and everything else, um, humans use it a lot myself
1: and
2: my cohort. Um, we are constantly attending classes. Can you make people go? Can you make people? And what about how do you get started? How do you do you training, training requirements for like ISO stuff? A lot of our yeah. training requirements can be like target
3: solutions and things like that. Um, <laughs> our county, county is, is actually course. starting to do the county's actually starting to put off, uh, level three trainings or level two trainings, depending on what they're doing. They've actually started, they're trying to beat up their training. Uh, for a while, there, the, the county that we we're in okay. really never gave the training department much money. Uh, it's kind of like how they're the kind of new hires. But now they're actually investing into their recruits and investing into their guys and putting out a lot of good trainings. They actually started their own schools organization. So those guys are definitely a big part of it, and they are pushing for it. see if they maybe get them to institute mandatory hands-on training council whatever. They come up with whatever. We've started doing that as the county puts on their level three training direction, inviting all the municipalities in yeah. the area to include them because one, we run with the county a lot. Right. So for us it is, hey, not only do you guys need to know what we're doing, we also need to do out get out there and do it too, because we follow a lot of their protocols. So for us, it is, hey, let's get out there, let's train, let's get together, because we do run with them lot. Uh, my department alone, we run aid with the county a lot. If we have a fire or a working fire, they're second due, second, third, depending on what we got coming in. They're sending us a second engine, ladder truck, two rescues, a battalion chief, and their battalion chief is kind of like a liaison. So as people that ride up, and he does, he rides up as an officer on his shift when the officer's out, he's got to know what's coming and what they're going to do. So the training there is we need it we don't have it and he's not eager to go out and get it so um, that's that's the one thing we're trying to push is hey we all need to get together and do something i'm here i'm the new guy technically the probie due to hiring reasons he's got 25 years in i can't really make him change but we're trying to and we don't want to be like hey you're an idiot no, that's the worst thing university. Right. You don't so we try lean. to we try to invite them. Hey, we're going on to training. We're doing this. This is going on. Let's make sure we all get out there. But there's been a few times where he's come in sick on those days, so it's Could hard to bring everybody. him to the level training. I think I had to fix that. You should be training every damn day. The end. I mean, honestly, you need to be training on something every day because. All it takes is for one day of... Remember that consistency I'm talking about? That's it right there, brother. You need to be doing something every day or you're going to get couch-and-ass syndrome. Do he like football? Actually, does. So, you, you take Brett Carter and all those other team players want to all those executives... Oh, I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> okay. No, no, You we'll now, now going to start something.
3: But, you know, you can't show up a game day and expect precision. Right.
0: And the only way to get that is in those
3: uh, reps. Practice. You
0: know, so practice. Practice, practice, practice. A
3: because stress fractures are small. Because right now it sounds like you got a barnacle, and they are clinging to the hole, and then they are stuck on there, We're got to scrape them off a little bit. You just got to be consistent. You pound the rock. I mean, I know it's easy. I mean, we've had to do it. Oh, okay. yeah. And then find up small. Something that intrigues peaks of interest and, and then try, try, try to try try to uh or expose that or magnify that and get him to get some once you get some buy-in from him, I don't think you'll have any problems. But it maybe push the program on, hey look man, can you I need to know how to do this. Can you me you know okay. throw a line and then then you know, or like I try to get the probies to pull the the next, every shift. Every shift, you know, and then I was like, I don't care how each one. I'm taking how to do the whole I'm like huge on break to water time. I think your break to water time should no matter what be under 60 seconds. Oh yeah, I agree. All right. So and, and drinking back to it. And, and, and 60 seconds to me is actually probably, you know, it's, it's a it, lifetime. It's generous. Show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but because at 60 seconds, I could do my walk around. You can have water on the fire already from the outside get ready to make inside movement movements. So, what I like to do is, I like to put them to the test and say, All right, let's do, a, six, let's do a, wa- a break to water time. And now you're getting them out there every day. And you say, If you don't have 60 seconds, you're going to just see feet fall off. <laughs> that's uh, that's quite great. I and mean, you know it. So, that falls in the thing of, uh, we had this conversation the other day. Our type A personnel is in the fire service. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't like a good competition? Exactly. Everybody does. Yeah. Come down, you know, drill. Come Who's the
1: fastest?
3: Who's the fastest? I'm in there. How can we i got to do on this. the board. We're going to stretch this and we're going to get water. Do it time. Yeah. Compare him to the rookie. You can start working. Everybody working through. You put yeah. him on the board yeah. and you have right? yeah.
1: I am the rookie. So, so the
3: thing is, you start you start putting that up and you put the time up. Yeah. you forget to race. Oh, yeah. Well, no well I just I put up there. A shift. 46.32. Awesome. That's it. There it is. Uh, there's, there's the bar. That's not and, and I put it on WhatsApp. Saying, What's up? <laughs> yeah. so, you know, that's, that's one of the things. Uh we're highly competitive. One of the things I'll tell you right now, while uh, key building for uh for my house, we throw uh throw backs, we throw the uh cornhole. You know, cornhole. You know, yeah, the we build a set, yeah. <laughs> no, and that's one of, the, one of the best key building things we've got going. Waltz is done, we're built our work we leave it throw before uh dinner or after dinner. And that's, it's great. We got eight, six, six, eight guys are playing
2: all the time. And, uh, it's just, it builds morale and, uh, and huge team. True, you know, true. A lot, lot of crap talking back and forth. but that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's our type of, of
3: personalities that involved in involved competition. Competition is the key. Yeah. I pay for that and I got it. If not, maybe. Oh, and we give you a bunch of options, awesome <laughs> brother? Oh, I'm going to take it all back. I don't know how do you right. much of works. I will. I'll All right. Thank you guys Thanks. I appreciate
1: it.
6: Great. Thank you. Uh, my name is Derek from Southern mm-hmm. And I want to know what you guys feel about seat assignments and policy. And if you don't
1: have them,
6: how do you integrate
3: them? My question are you an officer? Yes. Okay. My okay. question is: I'm also team? the training officer for my ship. By the way, you a free job in the very good things. Um, Terrelline, <laughs> 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 right there. My question to you is do you have the same people every shift? Because I don't most of the time. Um, like do you have three every time or you have four every time? Three and four varies. That's going to depend on the six. Mm-hmm. Um, three is minimum on an engine, and then at my station, I have to have my squad that has two. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have one station that has two engines, so they've got a minimum six, right. eight if we're at full staffing. Right. So I'll start real quick I'll tell flat out that, that we have engine arrival assignments. Because we never know how many people we have, it's a little bit different. If you know who's gonna be on your on your rig all the time, I think C assignments are top notch because they know what's expected from you as you walk the door. You know, right a little bit different. We have three guys and I don't want one of like the C assignment matrix we have two yeah well we used to have yeah. that yeah that's what you are going on the ladder truck instead of me yeah popping between and the, truck and the <laughs> so i guess my question to you is if you have a amount of people every day that would be the first thing because then you know i have four people every day those assignments can always be completed if you have three people every day that means something's not getting done now we have an issue so like if one person is like the irons guy, and one person is the nozzle guy, and he's always the nozzle guy, what happens then is that that guy's like, I'm the nozzle guy, this is my seat. He grabs the nozzle, no one grabs the irons. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense, Steve? Yeah. So, so, so that's kind of where I have a problem. But if you have the same amount of people every day, I think seat assignments are awesome. Absolutely unbelievable. You
5: know,
3: if your engine's at minimum
6: staffing, which is three, mm-hmm. seat assignments are A-B-C. Mm-hmm. You at full staffing at four. Now it's eight and six. Yep, and that's the kind of one of that's kind of talking about
3: do you ever go underneath three? Yep.
1: Okay.
6: So you're you're filling
3: up you're filling those three. I, I absolutely would absolutely yeah. go I agree. Go go and set your minimum, you get your fourth, you throw that extra matrix in as, as whatever they're gonna be. Um, and it's uh sometimes it's uh building dependent or occupancy dependent too. Yeah. Um like yeah. for me, I've got a I got a truck company. I got a, a driver, myself as the officer, and I got a telegram. My teleman goes, he gets off the rig. He goes to the rear of the building to the rear Nothing's going on right there. He comes back, teams up with the uh, teams up the uh, the chauffeur, or comes in and meets up with me. All depends. It's a lot of radio communication with what with what's going on. Uh two assignments are, are perfect for what you've got going for any company. Uh, I got a friend of ours, our friend EJ, was uh, starting that uh, working through uh, Working through his volunteer department up in uh, up in Pennsylvania, trying to work on seeing assignments. And you know what? You come up with, like Joe said, the nozzle guy, the irons guy, you've got uh whether he's up, and you got the officer or the on uh, the there. You gotta figure out what you got with really. the three, you got four, but uh start start slowly. Firefighters don't like change. So the only thing that likes change is a baby. You're the yeah. training captain there, you're No. Training, training guy on your ship. Your training officer, yeah. you, Your whole ship is the station. Bullshit. So, start, start with I would so say. Well, my issue is I have to get the for the
6: chief. Yeah, try to get deep. Administration buy. is buy. But the old <laughs> technique of getting off the truck and having the NFL <laughs> huddle not as a
2: game plan. Yeah. And yeah. then go do it. And that's too much for Here's do too much. way. you are the pilot program
3: <laughs> with, you run your company. So you ride You ride the front team, you got your dirty man. Yeah, that's the crap out of this. Get two engines, do the huddle, and then two engines are, one engine with random is, one engine with the huddle. And then see who gets to work done that. And see how quick that first line gets in place. That just charge justified. With uh with your 360 and everything else. You know, it's I to start small, do that pilot program with your with your engine company, time it, and then can go from there. Actually,
6: that's actually my uh why do you I don't control. Control. you know, just Hit the tree a little bit and you then you get a few more chunks out of there. And he, but if you can justify <laughs> the body, especially right? the
3: numbers. So if you go just to say for consistency, we'll take one engine company, we'll have a huddle, and we'll break up the assignments and they can make up whatever was bang fire they have. Same West Bank fire will write assignments. And then show them, say, look, you find it or well, video, have somebody with a with a or whatever, like, nice. And then just try to just try to get some, some data. And then when they say, okay, well, let's research this, you know, and maybe it doesn't change this year, maybe next year, or, you know, eventually get that change. If, if you don't start it, it'll never change. It. But if you can get some information and do some research,
2: get some data to you back, back it up. The number's a lie. Looking at it from an administrative standpoint, I'm an active chief. I'm with my guys. If, if they're training, I'm watching. I, I, I run a on call department, okay. So it's a it's a little different. It it's the same, but it's different. Okay, the guys will the guys are in the station. They everybody knows what their job is. Okay, the way we've done it is we've assigned the seats. Each seat has an assignment to. It. Okay, A is the most important job on the back of that engine. So you you're going to put my officer will put his most qualified guy there, or he'll put the new guy there, knowing that the B seat will, the B seat will be there to keep an eye on the on the, on the on the, the, new guy riding in the seat. So it doesn't matter if we have two, three, four, you know, if we have a full boat, five in the back. Everybody gets off; they know what they do. Okay, we've had guys that decided that that's not how they want to do it. I've had a, a company officer. They want to just have the huddle. Or they'll be yelling at people in the back, you know, handing out orders different than the seating assignments. Okay, I see that, and that adds more gray hairs to the to what's here. There's a reason again, everything we've taught here: muscle memory, consistency. If if you're consistent with your seating assignments, everybody knows what they're doing when they get off the rig. Like John said, his his tiller man is going to do his either BC side or his DCB side walk around to know what's going on. So that gives the officer. So the officer on that engine, or we, we run a squad engine, there sh- that officer should be doing the officer's job, not calling the place. He's not the quarterback. Right? You go right. to right. you, you can sit here, FDIC. Any of these places, there's there are there are departments out there where that they'll play that these company officer is the quarterback. Okay, it doesn't work. That company officer needs to focus, those brakes hit, that company officer needs to do his job or her job. From an administrative standpoint, policy. If if they're if, if your administration is that closed-minded that they're not going to take these policies pay- <laughs> policy. There's a bigger problem there than, worry, than, than what's, what's going on there. Okay, you're not changing the amount of guys on. You're not impacting the budget. Okay, let's be realistic. As a chief, my first thing is my guys go home safe. Right. Then I got to worry about the budget and my my fire commissioners because they're you know I have to be accountable to it. As a, as I go down further, I, I work on ensuring that. Things are smooth. Okay, it doesn't matter if it's a same set of career guys paid on call, volunteers. It it really doesn't matter. Consistency, playbook, everything is you're doing it over and over again. Change the and like 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 Scott said, chip away at it. The management will see the change. Go with facts. I can tell you somebody can come up to me and try to blow smoke up my ass. I'll say it. It doesn't work. Would you like it? Well.
3: <laughs> I mean, the biggest problem I see with it is, and this is just my opinion, but
6: uh,
3: company officers are working supervisors.
6: You know, if there's we have a room and contents fire, I'm not gonna get off and assume command because the DC's not there and stand there when a water can or a quick line pull will, will put the fire out. I mean, there's work to be done, and there's only three. Of it's got to get done. You're
2: roving, commi- incident command. and you
3: probably have it already. Let's be honest. You probably really have seen assignments amongst your crew, right? Yeah, but it's unofficial. I mean, yeah, like, but that's already Because you know what? In your house, it's your crew. You can do what you want to do. What's good about it? Doesn't look like a cluster on scene, and it's good. Exactly. What is different? Exactly. So my thing yeah. is that, like, on my truck, my guys already know what to do. They know that if I'm doing a walk around and we have fire showing, I want you to knock it down before I even walk in, or finish my walk
1: around.
5: They sure. know that that if that door
3: is locked, you know I expect the door to be forced with the hose charged by the front door ready to roll. They know all this stuff. So it's kind of like, we have our, our set things amongst ourselves, but we already know that you know, even though it's not official, it's what, it's my house, it's my rig, we know what we're doing, we're gonna make it work. Right. So I would suggest you do that in the meanwhile, So you get adapted to it and used to it, so when the time comes, if they accept it, they accept it. If not, your guys would be top-notch and blowing past everybody on the street. I mean, and
6: we're already doing that. Where it becomes inconsistent is you're going to fire a third new engine.
3: Mm -hmm.
6: You don't need three driver operators. Well, we have...
3: He gets off and just put his pants on. So what you need is you need engine assignments. You don't need seat assignments. You need engine assignments. Because our third new engineer... Is going to help with accountability in the board. That's what our third engineer right. engine. My third due engine is Rick The third due so right. on
2: our on our box. We get a
3: on the alarm or a fire. We get a we get three and one. Our third due is Scott our right. Scott Blanchard has mm-hmm. left the building. He's got secrets
5: now. Secrets now. Thanks for uh, you do? What do?
3: What third is our So right. I know that's also to Of the grand post, and I'm gonna grab. If I don't have a open
1: I'm
3: gonna have somebody in step to up as the uh, accountability officer and put the command that and the other two orders stand fast as uh Rick Until we have our Rick team show up. So that's more of a departmental thing for what your job is as your third division. The way the way I look at it.
1: The
6: third division has a task, it's but I guess the point I'm making is the the officer or of the firefighter or two firefighters will get off moral commands in the order and they go do it.
3: Might. That third driver operator Well, He shouldn't doesn't need There's money. no such he thing doesn't <laughs> He doesn't gear yeah. That's okay. right now That's on the officer There's no hey, such we're thing come third, coming third, We're coming third You're with me Well, hold Pens on or, or, right. say, If you weren't using That engine Then there's no such thing As an engineer Right All right Because, because, my because my now you're a
6: firefighter It was just an expensive It was an expensive Yes I hate going to a fire And have no idea What I'm going to be Okay. Yep. And we kind of did the same process at my department. And it started at one shift, one station, one captain took the initiative, say, "Hey, our station, we're first. Do engine we pull it up." Yep. And we put it into a. You're going to be fire tank, That's the way we do. We like to have the first line or we'll hit it hard. As the first line goes, fire goes. So we like right. to preload that first line. Make sure that line gets to see the fire. Okay. The fire out, the rest everything else gets better. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that officer decides when he gets on the scene. Are in the morning in the morning, you go one, two, three, four. Okay, number one is your nozzle man, number two is your backup man, number three is your hose control in the house, and number four is your door control. Mm-hmm. And we run three and three. And uh, the officer that allows him to supervise all all the
3: up and everything else, yeah.
6: Okay. That works really great. And he uses his knowledge of his crew. No, okay. Normally, they try to put the least senior guy on the job, so it's some knowledge. The most senior guy, that's number two, back in the mind. Okay, so the most senior guy kind of coach that new guy, yeah, supervise him. And it kind of gives the senior guy something to something to do. It's not just on here, you're a good guy, hey, your job is to look after the front, okay, make sure he does his stuff right. Yeah, I'm going to look after everything else, have your guys back, make sure everybody else is doing good. But you start that one station. Okay, and you, you can kind of like mix it up a little bit. Okay, you say the rescue's out on the medical phone. Okay, you show up, just the engine only. Okay, you're going to be number one. I'm, I'm going to be as the uh, officer. You're working officers down here in Florida. You know, I'm going to be the one. i want to be two. I'm going to be your backup and host. You know, and then when somebody else comes in, we will say, hey, somebody, open somebody up. Tell you do the door controller. Somebody set a new rescue. Come help. Come focus the door. You know, and it gets consistent on your shift. Starts working good, working good, working good, and then you can start correlating that uh, vehicle education. Number one, um, on vehicle education, you're going to be the spreader, number two, you're going to be the target. So that everybody knows when they're coming up, before they even get there, okay, I'm going to be the spreader. My job is the spreader. I know what tools start hooking up, wham, wham, bam, thank you, man, we're all the races. I think it's your
3: department, man. Five stations. Five stations. Okay, so it's not big. I mean, it's not We're yeah. not talking about like, like Metro, you know, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Okay. Well, five stations. you have a BC? Yeah. All right. How is your BC? Is it like you? Same, same mind? Or? Yeah, I would say he's similar. Mind. Okay. So then I'll tell you what to do. You start it, right? Then bring it to him. and ask him, hey, chief, I have a question. Which of the third new engineering that you do that? Because then what happens is that he's going to be like, oh, well, you know. Because now what you're, you're doing is you're putting him on the spot, which is kind of crappy. He's not going to be intent. But now it's like, all right, we need to know what's expected. So what's the third new engineer supposed to do? Is he, is he a firefighter? Or is he going to be doing something that is he safety? Or, or what is it he's going to be doing? And now what happens is that you do your
5: thing, you take care of it. Because
3: as an officer, I've learned it, it took me a long time. Like, I could only take care of my people in my house. I can't take care of what's going on outside of my house. And i i fucked that for a long time, all right? But with 10 news, you can throw little pokes at people, you know, to make them either think or, 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 or just to put it out there and say, hey, listen, man, here it is. The hardest thing that I learned learn as an officer is learning that all I can control is what's under my roof because I, we are fixers. Our job is to fix everything, make it work, make it perfect, and you're going to pull your hair off and wind up in a psych point. Right, I still have my hair, let's see it
2: like
6: that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we have the same issues in my department, we're a very small department, two stations, two engines, three rescues, and we just have a time sheet now. So we, we go to a fire and first two engines always gonna be fire attack, second two engine, always gonna be water supply. Yep. Okay. Normally the fire attack and then they're going in the officers going in with their crews because they're free on that front line trying to get an off the fire. So the second new officer, and this is before we have the time use, the second new arriving engine officer is now man. Okay. So, you have command sitting there. You have your firefighter and engineer
1: trying
6: to. See. Uh, so you, you have can your firefighter and you engineer securing the water supply. After the water supply is done, remember that firefighter goes, hey, I need you to team up with this guy and you're pulling us up or line. All right. So, they'll pack out. They'll pack yeah, out. Sure. But that fire That's engineer is still true. asking to get the water supply. Done. They're just hanging out, maybe through a ladder here there. One of our officers got an additional one. So, just standing there, hey, go to center. Charlie's side. Do my safety officer on the charlie's side. Outside, whatever you know, you got to give me
3: another set of eyes up just hours. That's it. But you got five uh, five stations, you got a lot of people coming on the job, yes. So, seven I mean, first stop, right. that's huge. I mean, that, that's that's tremendous. You're going to be sitting there saying, I have so many people, I don't know what to do with, but it's what you want because now you can always have fresh legs up in there,
2: you know, right? Or be like near or be like at the and you just put the fire out by adding more people to it to snuff it out. Yeah, I wish I wish I had
3: that problem now, I'm telling you. And, and, but my thing, Derek, and honestly, just to close it out, is I would do what you do, because it's what's right for the people in the, in your seats, and it's right for the people in the street, all right? And then after that, I'd throw it at your chief and say, hey, what are the expectations if I'm third due in? What do you want my officer to offer? What do you want my engineer to do? This way you're not pointing anybody out, you're saying, I want to know what's going on with my crew. What need to be doing? So, document third put new and engineer and and the policy.
2: And that and that in the grid, our new engineer. You, offers going to get this. This. you
3: are not going to get a policy. I'm telling you right now. Because once it's in paper, guess what? You know, accountability. Yep. You know? But 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 that's fine. The thing is this, is that at least you're getting your information out and you're getting your
6: point across and you guys know what's expected. What is your third new Do they have an assignment, your third new engine? Just whatever. It's, no, I mean, Our policy has engine assignments, but they're very vague. Due supposed to, they don't supposed to be locked down, right? Um, but that, that should be crew integrity, though. You need you to know right? they, that, that, they that they must the whole accountability, right? right. If, if, right if they're good. not an assignment, if your driver's not pumping, or your driver's not on doing a reverse lay from the pumper to the hydrant and is pumping off the hydrant, they need to be with their group. They're not pumping, they need to be with their group. But that's yeah, not the accountability that's, wise. that's you know, whether they're RIT, whether they're a ventilation group, whether they're a secondary search, they need to be in there with them. You because know, if not, what? How can I account for that driver engineer just standing around? You got to be the media relations and videotape everything that's going on for the crew. I call a par, and you, know, you got a guy standing down the street, exactly without
2: his crew, and then they're up wasting radio time. Hey, where's Joe? Drinking? Um, Drinking? Yeah. <laughs> so, I hope they don't, matter. Yeah, they don't. Cool. Cool. I like it.
3: Thank you for the question. Yeah, same so thing with us is um, if we move up and we're running multiple units, what does it just start to run? Yeah.
1: Come really. we got to be here. we got to be here. <laughs> all right, so yeah, with, with us, kind of like that, we run with the county a lot. And as units start coming in,
3: our accountability system, uh, our drivers will move up with the crew, and our accountability tags, we, we change them and all that to where we flip our driver normally upside down to say, hey, he's still in the truck. Okay, once we start moving into our whole unit, is moving forward. Yeah, we do the bit same bit. thing, our driver there, the right yep. down the part. right? The yes. So we'll change it to where if we're moving up, the whole crew's moving up, we're moving back to up, you know, right up our upside, right, and, right, uh, side right side up, right up. Right and then uh, as we make accountability or get with the accountability officer, we have our whole crew there. So that whole crew, driver, engineer, and all. We'll move up as firefighters or whatever we need to do. So that's the <laughs> biggest thing that I think a lot of departments need to realize: is don't leave your driver engineer back at your truck.
1: No, he's nothing, hands on the scene. Yeah, if there's nothing to do, we're already
3: short-handed to begin with. That's the biggest thing, I, especially for us. My zone is very small, 2.1 square miles. Uh, my truck is normally the first one on scene in our zone, so we get on the scene. My driver engineer, the D driver engineer. Is in charge of the apparatus. Mm-hmm. The apparatus is pumping the scene. Yeah. So anyone coming in is like extra firefighters. Hey, we're using you unless you're supplying water. But we're pretty good. We've got hydrants every 300 feet, so we're lucky. But yeah, exactly. can, we can we hand check that if exactly. uh, so that driver, chair in second or third due engine is, hey, you're a firefighter now. Put that tag right side up and get on scene and let's do some work. That's the biggest thing, is getting with your departments in the area or whatever. You've got a couple different departments in yours. Um, that's, that needs to be a change. Is Hey, don't leave your driver <laughs> here in here and drive. That's important. That's really our work person. Yeah, I that's mean, like I could you yeah. so many hands on there. Hey, that was my whole issue. No, that's huge. I mean, you guys. setting up rehab or laying tools and bottles out. Or even
1: if they're yeah. not cooking.
3: Okay. 10, <laughs> right. Or one
4: yeah. of the, other eight.
6: the <laughs> we gotta do. Like, yeah. work, Another easy way to do it, right now, so if you're the first new officer and you're in charge of the assignment. Hey, okay, you, you're only in charge of your crew. You can assign them to the assignments. But get you on know the radio, saying, "Hey, second due, you guys are water spot. Third due, I need your entire crew to do a primary search. Boom. Over the radio. Hey, okay, everybody on engine 96." I need you to go inside and do a program. now it's on tape, too. Yeah. Yeah, right. It, it, now they're
3: accountable. Got me on this. Yeah, that's a big thing. I'm a two-man engine, so my officer, because you only doing 360. 360, driving engineers, getting everything set up, we radio to the incoming yeah. coming in unit where, hey, this is what we need, water supply or whatever. And depending on the call, if we have to go in, you know, because there's a possible life in, and then we notify them, hey, second unit officer, you're in charge till we come back out. So from there on it, it, it kind of plays back, and then if we can get outside, the officer will take command once we get outside, but that driver there just back to the truck and takes right. you over second view or third view units. You're back out fighting fire, ventilating or whatever they need to do. So
1: good
3: good stuff. What else we got? First, it's been a great conversation. I'll tell you what. I, really love it. I can I could talk cars stuff all day, man. This is like what it's all about, man. This is this is like what I talking about. You know, you go to a convention, and just hang out in the bar and talk about this stuff. Or out dinner. This is the type of things that we do. So I learned a lot more just doing this stuff sometimes in the classroom.
0: And I just want to Throw in that I was in two volunteer combination departments, and you couldn't get into a seat unless you knew every job that that seat would have to do. You would then the officer would tell you based on the radio call what side is going to be the fire side if you're on the fire side you know your first job is going to one of two things if we're not laying into the hydrant and we're going directly in then whatever side is the fire side that guy is pulling the hose and taking the nozzle second man's job immediately is to help straighten that hose make sure he can get that water flowing and wait, wait, and come, come, in. And if you were, on, if you were on the aerial, your job in those two jump seats, you had to know exactly who was going to be the irons, who was going to be the cam. The officer will just tell you which side's doing which, but you had to know every job that both of those seats had to do. That's the way the department ran because you never knew who was going to show up, and you had to get the job done no and, matter what. And
3: I know this is common sense, but Steve, what's a great like, Which side is the line pulling off of? All right. If you're pulling off the right side, then guess what? That should be the guy on the right side job who's pulling that line.
1: All right.
3: And I know that some of these people, like a minute man launch or something, that can only come off one way. Well you flip it. I don't know But what's that come back to? You? It comes back to training. A lot of times on the other side. People don't understand that. So it comes back to training. So people think that hey, well I'm on this side I have to pull that line? That's something else we have to make sure that are not all the same thing about So when you're talking about
1: yeah. when you're
3: talking about um when you're talking about uh, seed assignments, make sure they the sign. If Yeah, I know. We didn't a lot there, so didn't Yeah, we talk about that. <laughs> about the model. What else do we use? I call it the same thing. So we use 100 foot 100 foot.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: It's that so I yeah, talking about. We would you. Use. 100 down, or 100 foot. <laughs> I call it 100 foot or 100 foot. That's you what I always keep go around. It's a man-a-man, I Yeah, I call it a modified way a lot Okay. But if it's time to pull off the driver's side and then pull off the gear side, why don't you have a second? Yeah. Here's a question. You Do you have smooth boards on both? Or do you have a fog mouse on one and a smooth board on another? Yeah. Well, there we go. There we go. There we go. Let's go back in our time machine. Well, I don't know what he has. I always off the back. I like it better. So they can, so they can try right my room. That's, the not we're going right. that's, that's not my, my argument. Crosslays, the uh, engines were shorter, <laughs> and you always did what you got well,
1: well, like on the Well, I feel like all holes should come off the back, no questions so oh, asked. I'll tell it. you right now. But but like that's you. not what I have. We
3: have cross crosslays because people make up their mind on what they want, and now we're screwed. Okay. Okay. Well, because okay. okay. maybe okay. well, okay. okay. not. Hence, on the size of the building too. You are going I'll pull it out right now. Anything three stories or above, guys are pulling off the rear. They pull it and the officers pull off the rear and they're going uh they stretch. once the line stops, the chauffeur knows pulling up an additional 50 foot length to break just in case. Yeah. And we know no more than six planks, obviously, the border, yeah. about the for these required much of the guys from DJ County
2: and all that other good stuff. They long way, maybe exactly four hundred feet. So, so uh,
4: it's but the big thing is uh, knowing your buildings, knowing, knowing more your
2: setbacks feet. and knowing your you know, how high you have to go. You can hit, if, you yeah. can hit, if you can hit it, you can hit it with the cross lane 200 foot,
3: that's great. But if you you don't know where it is, when the smoke's showing, if you don't have that you don't have visible fire on the outside, it's showing, you are off the rim. You know, here's another problem with, with cross-layings, and a lot of people don't know this, but it, again, it goes back to training. If you notice, everything we seem to talk about always seems to go back to the same thing, huh? Training. Get your hands on But here's what happens is that you have a person who calls... A triple layer off of the passenger side and advances on the officer side. And advances it up to the house and makes entry. What does the backup line do? They take it and they pull it around the front of the engine, all the way around. So now what happens is what? Your backup line is supposed to be what? Longer and larger, that is possible, but definitely same work. or long. Exactly. So now I have a 150 foot backup line backing on my 200 foot line. Now I'm screwed. Back and Well, listen, that, I get it, but I'm just saying it all goes back to training. Uh, grab that temper All right, it all goes back to training. And the problem with, with crosslays is that if you pull off of one side and it's already crosslay, guess what? You need to pull off the same side for a backup line. So, hold
2: on, oh, guys, I'm going to put my chief's hat on. Oh, 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 boy. oh, oh boy. boy. So, chaos. So, hey, uh, Chief has arrived on scene. So, when you guys, so, so when you pass, hey, Chief, well he's a working chief. I'm a pencil pusher. So when you guys spec out your apparatus, do you put a committee together? Or no. is it or is it just the, the guys that sit at the administration office that you know decide that okay, Pierce is nice today, oh wait. Oh wait, the Sutton came and gave us a pencil deal. Biggest
3: discount. Yeah,
2: I you know so it's I'll play the something card, because that's big down here. That's
3: big down, down here something, because we got a shop down yeah. here, and they're a sponsor. Uh, you know what? I'll, um, I'll throw it to my department. <laughs> my department
1: actually puts a committee
3: together. It makes, they create an of what they want, and they put the specs out, and you can the best that they can. I think, though, the committee, where we fall short sometimes, is, it's nice to get you guys' perspective, but you guys don't have any uh, historical plans really. to back it up. You know, I mean, Unless
2: they've got some problems, yes. I think so from a, from sometimes a, a, the
3: new guys point out yeah. so some is like,
2: oh, but, but what if you were to take and make your committee your three bata- What I'm you sure run running twenty four forty eight, you're three battalion chiefs, or so uh, four, uh, four uh, yeah. like,
3: exactly. <laughs> I know I've used that before. I'll tell you here though is that sometimes with committees. I think committees are good, but committees are only as good as the people they have on them. Right. All right, we got a bunch of people, but I guess if I had a committee, I'm still going out to the floors and I'm saying, Hey, what do you guys think about this? What do you think about that? Because just like on a scene, to me, everybody on scene is a pair of eyes. And eighteen p eighteen eyes is a lot better than my two, trust me. You know, and they have LASIK, so I mean they're already screwed. <laughs> the thing about it is that I'd rather have all those eyes on it to thought, hey, this is stupid. Why do we have this? Why do we have that? And then you get that information that, you know, I never thought about that. So let's be honest. We can only do so much until our mind shuts down and says, hey, I'm done. You know, you read an article, how many times do you go back and read the same thing over and over because your mind is not there? It happens. So committees are only as good as the people on them. And if it's an ego committee, then all they're going to do is say, hey, look at me, look at my truck, look at how it is, how, how it does, look at how it looks. And then you go there, you try to use it, and it's shit. Mm-hmm. You can't pull crosslays off it because the crosslays are way too tight. You know, you mm-hmm. re, repacking is absolutely freaking ridiculous. And I, my question is, why the fuck do we have crosslays? I'm not a tray.
0: We have
6: trays. Okay. What the hell is that? Yeah, exactly. We, uh, we have three nuts. That's pretty much all we have. And Whoa. Our, we can't build a lot of what we have. We have a, a deadlay of 600 feet and a half, mm-hmm. uh, which you could... You have to do it, extend the stretch. Typically in Arizona, we do have some buildings that are beyond the treatment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so me as a driver engineer, I'm already thinking, I know what buildings we're on the park, and if I think I'm gonna be a little short. I really have two options. If I see them go ahead and start pulling the inch of three-quarter, and I think they might be short, I'm gonna be proactive as my as the driver engineer, and I'm gonna pull the front bumper one. I have an extra 100 feet right there. I stretch out towards the fire, you know, bring the nozzle back right there coupling at the dish, it's coming out of the creek. And when they get on the radio, say that, oh, we're short. Okay, don't worry, leave your nozzle. And hey, I- I'll shut you down five seconds. Disconnect it, charge it back up. Now you got an extra hundred
3: feet. So do you guys use um I call them garden lays. I don't know if
6: you guys use garden lays. We, we, we don't really have it with as a driver in here but- we're going to do a long stretch like that. I'm going to have a trunk line down on the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have it say, hey, it starts to two and a half. Because normally my officer comes out and starts doing his 360. Yeah. So, me as driver engineer, I'm kind of the one in charge of the probe in the back saying, hey, we'll this line. Or the rescue coming up and saying, hey, I need to pull this line over. Mm-hmm. The officer All the more reasons. have man, short Six to eight foot, W section, three quarter, or two inch with the engineer.
3: It. Yeah, to where you pull it off the crossway, yeah. so you can break it. Break it so down to go digging or, you know, digging or yeah. Yeah. And yeah. No, just, just in the, in the crossing. It's almost impossible yeah. to get it to extend. If yeah. yeah. you put down, like you said, yeah, trying to reach up there. If you got right. a 10 foot second, oh, yeah, yeah, I got that. I'm going to Yeah, yeah. yeah. a ponytail. Yeah, you go in 10 feet and then you can break it's it. right next to the apparatus. You know, you guys right. yeah. keep a roll of, uh, in the uh, we keep uh, two rolls of each two and a half and a an quarter, yeah. so that's a great spot. So to have tr- to pull down off the rear, yeah. And you get that roll and you snap it out, and I'll throw it, it different. How do you uh, well, no like you? Use how use do you use your nozzles kind of where you. they have the inch and a half cut cutting thread on the on the you know, spit off the yeah, and extend it that way, but have that you know, are I'm going to about a smooth board with the breakdown. So it's like a smooth board
2: out,
3: when you get both the male and the female together, you snap that out. Yeah, yeah. It's and
5: not right. you, now you've
3: got everything there, so you don't, don't do a normal loose roll. Well, it's not a storage roll, it's just a double-barred yeah, roll. Yeah, double double. Double. So i got both
1: ends right in front of me. Yeah, both, yeah, both right there. Yeah. yeah. So, what so, you, so
3: that's, what that's what I was talking about. about. Gotcha.
1: That's what I was talking about, those packs down there, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah, I, I was talking about, those packs down
3: there, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a breakdown. We have that, too. You know, use an inch recorder with an overall. Over on. You can that big pack with a nozzle preloaded and it's going right to work. Does anybody here use garden lens or leader lines or anything like that? We have the two and a half or three inch with the wide. We don't really use the wide. Do you guys have that up there? We do, I do two and a half.
5: Anybody else? Three you guys use it? Three inch quarter. Three inch
2: quarter, quarter? yeah. I took that off. I had it three. I took that off. Wow. Right. Why'd you take it off? <laughs> yeah. uh,
3: Hold on, hold on oh, one the mic. Is there a reason we said it in the mic 3-inch for a courtyard later? Because, I mean, the supply of two and a half would be... How about you throw in the Y on that 3-inch, and then you can definitely supply it too much. Absolutely, that's what I was asking. Yeah, I'm working on the all the software, I think name. Your name? name. We have the 3-inch courtyard. Uh, we have a lot of garden partners, so we have the 3-inch okay. courier with the Y on. Yep. What do you guys use it for? Usually just those garden apartments or exposure lines. All right. you guys have a lot of dock lanes or anything, like docks or piers or anything like that? No. Okay. Well, we have one here, but yeah. Using it for piers. using for, do you have high-rises? Uh, we have five or six hotels, four or five. Exterior six, quarter
1: six or, six. or interior? Okay. Exterior or interior?
3: Core, exterior, interior,
1: corridor. Interior. All, all
3: like interior. interior. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah.
5: No, no, no. I'm just trying to look so at like know, what you options
3: you have. <laughs> no, I'm just looking at <laughs> what options you have because they have a lot of. <laughs> like, well, we I like here
5: like
3: interior corridor yeah. yeah. because I think it's a great line. A lot of people don't. The good thing about it, three inch is that you have more than you have a lot of water coming to two inches 3 corridor lines, you know, which is huge. I know that if you have a two and a half line, trying to run two inch lines off it, you're gonna bleed it pretty quick. You know, you going to get the pressure off. Um, so I actually have what I have in the I'll throw you, go from two and a half coupling to inch three quarter coupling, or do you go two and a half to two and a half? Okay, I'm gonna suggest you guys go with two and a half to two and a half with the reducer. And the reason why is because now I can run a continuous two and a half straight through and still have the volume. All right, and the GPMs, but if I need to shut down, ahead and the 400 MPs are reduced, and the next two quarter. <laughs> That's just an option. Yeah. I'm just trying to throw it. Out. I'd rather have it and
5: not need it, and you do not have it, you know? Well,
1: when we're small like Dave, we're single-facing,
3: mm-hmm. and we're on Ezra County, so for all time, we're for it. John Ray okay. finds yeah. a lot, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I, I'm a fan of the courtyard lane because we have a lot of deep lays off of the Sparrow Boulevard where we can't get our rigs down at all. So we're stuck running that, that courtyard all the way down. And then I run two and a half off it if I need to. some of the houses down there in you know, or if I don't, i will just running my inch three quarter off it and I can run another inch three quarter. It's still be and still suffice. So you're pulling three inch off the rear? Yep. Do you have anything like two and a half preloaded on the rear with that also? Yeah. Supplement? Yeah. yeah sure. Okay. Is so sure. what's the supply and what's the attack? So is there any kind of like blitz, gun, deck gun, XD, anything on that three inch? We don't keep it we have it. Okay, so grab now. Let me ask you this because three inches is a little bit of a bear. The further you get, you have any loops in there, where you can pull that loop, you get like a hundred foot tag behind you, get some momentum, and then as you're stepping off the tailboard, you have another loop at a hundred feet or fifty feet, or whatever which makes sense for you, for um, where you step out and you're dragging it. You as you're going, and then you can get that extended garden away and then the user or ice pack you on know, that right or now. They're both flat, but that's been a but um, well, people. We well, just leave a long loop, and you just like, and then you leave another loop, and then you know, you guys are like, What the hell are you doing? Down it's down. like, Well, just tell you how many feet you're grabbing when you're grabbing these, and you
1: can preload you know, you that on your shoulder, and then as you're stepping off you're but then you can grab your arms feet.
2: And his father for the next he you take the little tuck and tucking yeah. tuck tuck <laughs> you know, ticket. And you yeah. got a high. They
3: like what's that for? You know years ago you used to take be, uh four times. But the cops used to jump each time to take the line. You should leave it. All right, bye. Thank you again, chief. Wow. A lot of it does call back to you. your training and everything. Again, we go to let That's crazy. That's the thing. You tuck it in it makes you look pretty. Are you saying you're in tucking?
2: <laughs> so so back to the point that I was talking about as we started this discussion, we took I took our our garden load, we'll call it the three inch or courtyard, courtyard load, uh three inch with the gated Y on it. I took it off. Oh So so I, I, I look at it this way again simplification repetition the three inch is is 300 feet at dead load with a 300 foot pre-connect on top a 300 foot pre-connected three inch with the blitz fire on it okay so basically if you need more than 300 on the blitz fire that's our three inch mm-hmm. the other side of the rear is 400 feet of two and a half mm-hmm. pre-connected with another 400 feet underneath of it single stack on that on that rear pre-connect that 400 feet is a is a smooth bore two and a half, smooth board two and a half inch and a half threads. The guys go in. We get that to the door. If it comes down to the to the fact you don't need the two and a half, you've got now a essentially a gate valve at the door, so that you're 400 feet out. You don't have to worry about calling on the radio to say hey shut that line down. You can shut that line down, control it. You've also got it shut off at the door. Add that. Inch and three quarter on it, and you're ready to go. If you find that you don't need two and a half, or even if we go back to the uh, the example that that John had put had in his slideshow, it was a it was a deep uh, great. great class, John. You know, a deep. What the throat? Uh, the the throat, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a
3: H uh, style or E style older older constructed uh, ordinary constructed building. Where you got to you got to throw all the way in the back, or you got to shoot it with the uh, ladder, or you gotta stretch stretch with a uh. Yeah, uh, is it 350 feet deep? 300 yeah. feet deep? It's about 300 deep. So again, it's very similar to a court one, courtyard stretch or an apartment stretch. Yeah, and then you go off that with your uh, high rise bag and stretch all of that. That's what we do. All depends upon what floor too. You might do a vertical, uh say, right yeah. top floor. Right. You may drop to the uh, floor below, drop out a, uh, a rope line pulling up, and you put you know. But you know, geez we can still uh, I know you said you got the three inch with what?
5: With the blitz fire on Correct, it. Correct, yeah, but you can still run that three inch out. Put put a Y on it We and could. still get the job done depending on you mean. We could.
3: And keep in mind too that a lot of it depends on your area. It
1: depends. You know, everybody
3: is so different. That's why I love the fire
1: school, because
3: I speak to people in rural areas, I speak to people in Bay city areas, I speak to people with eighteen people on one rig, and I speak to people with one person <laughs> on a rig. You know, it's awesome. And you get to see how different people do things.
1: And and, and and I get a lot of things where
3: I say, you know, this works great for you because I use it here and I think about it, well, how would it work? And I say, you know, I don't really think it'll work here because I don't have those types of structures. So I don't have, you know, I have a longer setback or I have a lot of marinas and docks where I need that lake because I can't get behind the houses with just a straight line. So of course the end suggestion is always gonna be do what works for you. But but I would suggest doing that two and a half with the two and a half with a reducer. This way you have more options. Because if you
6: have a team, you're done. before you have. It. And I'm an option person. We do the same thing that she was talking about. We don't carry 3-inch. We only carry 2. So yeah. what we do, we utilize that two and a half inch frequency. Whether it's 200 feet or I can do, I can build one off the rear. I have 600 feet. I can build, throw a nozzle on there. And then use that nozzle as my reducer. Use that mm-hmm. control point. Then once I get that 200 feet of. So, um, yours is a leader line. That's what I call yeah, a leader, so leader, line. leader line. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And then yeah. if, if I have to go 600 feet out there with a 2.5 with a nozzle on it, he can start knocking the fire down as other crews are bringing up the engine. They can disconnect the free point. Mm-hmm. Throw the bundle additional attack. You mean transitional attack? No. Knocking
3: down
1: fire. I said the oh, word, uh, my good friend uh, uh, Mike Turfak. transitional attack, not
6: always. It's one of his classes anyway. Yes, Mike. The other great thing about it is, uh, with like this, with McGuire, he preaches about the why's uh, and why not's. Especially with the two and a half, the the two lines on the two and a half, it's not, it doesn't work very well. The numbers just don't add up. It, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, all that other kind of stuff. In theory, it works great if everybody's flowing at the exact same time. Yep. But that one doesn't should, happen. One shuts down, the other one's absorbing. Yeah, that doesn't happen on a fire scene, especially when you do an extended stretch. Which is when one, you're going, which going one, further out there.
3: Which is why I like the two distance. The two surfaces on there. It's because I'm running a two and a half and I know that this is what I'm going to use it for. Now I have the inch recorder, but I need to use a knockdown or a mop up afterwards. I don't need to be running two and a half in and I'll be destroying everything, you know? So then I can just hook up my inch
1: recorder
6: and I'm going. So that's why I'm you know, that, I like both. You mean, it makes sense. Right. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. The, you cancel out everything. You, you still can get that water far down the line. You can still put a knockout from the exterior uh, with a large amount of water. Volume. As you're waiting for other crews, I mean, we're, I come from a very small department. I started off with Scott Blanchard over here. He uh, was my first lieutenant. Two main engines, two main chargers. So you're, you're not you them. glad to be away from him? Talk to But I mean, you're you're by yourself, so you have to be able to, you know, get water on there and wait for crew, You know, you got to make a difference. You know, how can I make the situation better? so put water on fire. okay?
4: Now, once your backup gets there, okay, hey, we
6: got water going on this, it's knocking yeah, it down. Just, by that time you have like a two and a half working on there for a couple minutes, the fire pretty much out. Receptors like the fire's like pretty it. much done. So now you just hook up the extra three your quarter,
2: and you're mocking up game over,
3: passing back Go home. Yeah, Big fan.
2: Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And again, and I think you guys get it on the head is knowing your district, knowing your zone. Oh, what 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 where what do you need? My, we're second due to about 30 large warehouses, ranging from 125,000 square feet. Our largest warehouse is about three quarters of a million square feet. So it, you always have to think about that. And we've had plenty of we've had fires deep inside these warehouses. You you pull up to the loading dock side. You open the 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 man door to go in to look and the smoke's chasing you out so you, got, you got the cold smoke issue because you got the sprinklers already out. it's like we're talking let's try and find this thing large areas search robes all that yeah all that jazz which is you never know, fun thermal and, and that's <laughs> thermal, thermal <laughs> imaging but that's, <laughs> that's hat, but that's where this two and a half absolutely but that's where this two and a half comes out 400 feet get it in do what you got to look here i'm we're not bringing a knife to a gunfight. No guys, bring brother. I love it. I'm not. I'm not, not having guys. I'm not having guys pull infantry quarters into a warehouse. No, absolutely
3: yeah. not. It, it's, and I'll tell you
2: what. I, 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 I hate
3: bringing up the sad stuff, but you need to learn from it. The super thing, the super sofa fire hasn't taught us anything. Absolutely. That has to be one thing that we learned is that we need to have enough water out there to absorb the BTUs. You know, and I know that a lot. There were a lot of problems. But we can't look at those people who paved the way to die in vain. I mean, we learn from, like, oh, all part, part of that is, uh, is coordination of the ventilation.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely. I started listening to, listen to it, Dr. David Griffin's uh, accounts from that, uh, from that day and the uh, issues that they had with ventilation and the lack of uh, BTUs, excuse me, lack of uh, GPMs, without, you know, yes. Yeah, that's uh, a, a, a whole well, that's, that's cool discussion we can have a, on a whole other podcast. It's a multi-faceted issue. But the fact is, is that we have to go in there ready to fight what we're looking at. We make mansions, commercial, um uh, garages. I'm all about it two and a half into a garage, and that's what I taught in my in my class yesterday. Well you don't know what's inside. What's in there? To me it's a commercial building, it has fuel. Right? Yeah. It has gas, it has so somebody, paint, it has exercise equipment, yeah. it has settling, it has a vehicle. I mean that's like a commercial building. It's that, a know, commercial know, structure with no commercial permitting. Yeah. And, and we're, we're going in there with more of the,
1: uh, the house or, or
2: Yeah, and I'd rather you know,
3: knock it down like, right? at two and a half and have people laugh at me for falling at two and a half. But
2: guess what? There's no extension, the fire is yeah. out. Yeah. 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 It's so we go back and that, that garage fire is a good example. We go back this twenty-five year guy, right? I guarantee if you ask him how you fought a garage fire, is the engine three quarter in the front door, your crew everybody gets up to that garage door, you throw that garage that that garage door open from in, inside the laundry room or the kitchen and you and you hit it from your home burned just That's a not reality. Just, you know, that's right. Right. Absolutely. Get Absolutely.
4: Down that's, that's, that's old. Yeah, we no. taught, taught that as old school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 checking for okay, is everything <laughs> that's going <gonna> <laughs> like to be running into that. Most likely, I'll throw it out there. It's probably a better
6: one. I haven't
4: been
6: in the fire service that long. I've really been in for 10 years. But when I started, we had fire blown out front, kind of same thing, garage, kitchen kind of deal in the front. Officer, hey, don't all the way around, stretch to the backyard, a little bit a pit bull in the backyard that you're trying to fight off, all this kind of stuff. Cool with no lights on. Cool all that <laughs> kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, you're taking five minutes just to get this line stretched. Well, a lot of them are afraid of pushing the fire. Yeah, yeah that's how it used to be. From, from the, to the burn to the, to the fire unburned fire. side. Not right. right. That, was, like,
1: but that, was, that was that was everyday attacking. Right, we did the stop burning. It was always Hey, Let's go around and attack from the unmarked side. Yeah, Yep. am um,
3: just jumping back, just so I a little bit serious when, um, nothing bad. Okay, okay. you're talking about the quarter at two and a half into two and a half actual discharges off that,
1: you know, off the appliance. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, because a lot of us are using the two and a half into inch and three quarter gate wise. Yep, so just making sure that you were talking about hey, let's go and end, open it up to a two and a half, gain-wise. yeah, wide.
1: Yeah,
3: okay. I would use a two-and-a-half two to another two-and-a-half. And have one. On one side of the two-and-a-half, and use the other side of the two-and-a-half to reduce it so you have it done. That's what, if you want to run a two-and-a-half off it, you can take off the reduction, you're done. But if you need to, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you said, it gives you options. Yeah, I I, because I know, like, my apartment, I don't know about old farm owners. Um, we use that two-and-a-half to an inch hand a to a quarter. And, like you said, it, it gives you an option, but... That's something for us to look at is hey, let's open up two and two and a half to two and a half because now face you face face. have two and a half water coming out with two and a half uh, gallon per minute or gallons per second for dense, you know. But the thing about it though is that now you're getting the water out there that you need, what all you're going to do is go straight through a two and a half appliance, yeah. Whereas if you bring it down to an industry quarter of appliance, what happens is what you're losing a lot of water, you know, and you're to get friction out of Yeah, I just want to clarify
5: that. So, so not only
3: the might have had an issue, but.
5: I know with Does us, it make
3: sense? It does. It does. It definitely now, looking back and thinking of things, it definitely does open up and gives you that option to say, hey, we can throw another two and a half on there and extend it out. Mm-hmm. Or, like you said, three quarters of the top of it. Because our two inch actually has two and a half companies. Yep. And we actually use two inch hose with two and a half companies. Yeah, yeah because we yeah. use the two and a half inch road right. as well.
5: Yeah, I think it's great. i love it. I get a lot
3: um, more GPS to it. We're, and we're actually yeah, very manageable. Yeah. Very manageable. We are high-res, so it's 2.5. But I also use it in my, my courtyard lanes. Use my 2.5 high-res back. I run it off my courtyard lanes, and I'm rolling. So It helps us out a lot, because, um, again, we have that 3-inch that we use going for supply mm-hmm. for, uh FTC connection. Yeah, yeah. And then we have that 2.5 courtyard. Yep. For us, it's, okay, we're going to pull that, we're we'll going Three inch for our supply so it's it just making it, make it a little bit better if you have a three inch or a three inch with a two and a half uh why yeah i really have more water than this right yeah it's easy to pull that branch mm-hmm. yeah it's already set up right here sure. so. just add the wire on the end and then you can get your arms i'll, yep. I'll even throw it in there still a lot if you,
1: if you have the room, room if you have, have the room yeah
3: it depends on what you have because i mean like it's that's usually a flat load you come up through the truck so you may not have enough room to put that up there but give you a lines.
0: John, could you explain what a thief is? Water thief? Uh, you're gonna have for the
3: two and a half, this would be a two and a half to uh, two inch and a half discharges, but with a two and a half discharge on the, the RAM so centered wide, where it goes from the two and a half to two inch and a half. All right. Instead you have the, the ability to pass through at the same diameter. Uh, yeah. As
5: the uh, as the maybe that's what I'm talking about. Because that's behind yeah. the two, three, two, three,
3: and, two and a half. Fly. To me, a warning if these guys multiple outputs coming off the ends. It's for like a five-inch line. So I actually have a well, five-inch line. That's the manifold. Has the big intake a and amount of, then yeah. smaller. Five is And four two four two halves out or two two halves out. Honestly, a two and a half female, two and a half male, half males. Y-ing. Oh, well, I got you. So oh,
1: yeah.
2: Y-ing. Y-ing. That's right. And each one of them has
3: a control. Yeah, I got you now. Yeah. So it's like a Y with a. With a I got you now. It's
5: like a Y with a uh, line joint. Yes.
1: <laughs>
5: now you, you're. That's
2: two- layman's terms. <laughs> so on your three inch or your two and a half, you've got a two and a half in to two, two and a half out. Yes. And then you reduce the and one, side to one side. have on one side. It gives you a lot of flexibility, and that it works for me because
3: we have docks, we have inflates, yeah. we have stuff like that. So more options,
2: more yeah. options, more options. Yeah. And how long is is that pre connected going into it? Uh, I got a two hundred foot, but I can bring it to four. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah.
3: sense. Yes. What were you showing me? I just I love Google. I like pictures. And we got <laughs> <laughs> <We're> showed you <laughs> the uh, two and a half to the uh, two and a half out with the two inch and a half sure. Yeah. I like pictures. It makes me see things better. <laughs> so that was a good conversation too. I don't even know how it came up, but I'm glad we ran with it. Yeah. Anybody have anything else for us right now? We're good. I think I'm going to bring up one last topic, and then we'll call it a day. Good.
1: Yeah.
3: All right. I'm going to talk about um, training development programs. All right. This is, to me, is a, is a big problem. I know we're in the process of trying to develop them. Um, let's start with this. Who here has training development programs for positions? Like if you're going to an officer, do you have an officer's development program? Absolutely.
6: You do. Do you, Barry? No, we don't. The only uh, training programs we have are for a, You uh, get hired on at the EMT. Yep. You go on field training. Like As the yeah. And then uh, you have to be an EMT for at least a year, and then you can step up to be a paramedic, mm-hmm. which I fortunately but unfortunately just did. Oh, okay, like, like the paramedic major. process. Yeah, it's for you. It's got a promotion it's for you. to paramedic, yeah. but a demotion from driver engineer yeah. uh, to the box. Uh, so that's also the other formal training we have. Uh, other than that, we don't have a officer development program, we don't have a driver engineer program. Engineer program. Uh, it's basically, you take your two 40-hour classes, and you do a, we're just now getting to a somewhat testing mm-hmm. process to make sure you it's more of a competency So test. it's, it's always pretty much been, here's the keys, so you, you got the paper? Just a little bit more of that. Just make sure that you can get them, get them water, mm-hmm. appropriate pressures, and appropriate amount of time, okay. you know, where you're not a complete idiot getting on the
2: pump, <laughs> So, so for your, for your company office. officer there's a testing process for the company there officer. There is a
6: testing process for the company officer. But there's no development program to get ready development for. And then I mean technically you can technically test number one for the officer, have no officer experience. And then you have to once you test, then you can go they have you go to the officer classes. So you could actually be waiting to be promoted until you get through your officer courses. John, you got one. If you have one up in New Jersey, we have
2: uh, a it's a little bit different. Obviously, uh, from firefighter to uh, operator, uh, we, have our, uh, we have our training. We talked about that in my uh, little bit of my chauffeur class.
3: But uh, from firefighter to lieutenant and lieutenant to captain, there's really nothing formal. So, truthfully, it's uh, either if you had a good officer, he might have trained you some uh, one way or the other, or if you were going out doing stuff on your own. Uh, the only formal training we have is from captain to battalion. Uh, captains are able to act up and ride in the car. So we have a 180, excuse me, 120 hour of uh, ride of with the battalion. So we
2: do admin in that 120 hours. And we may catch a couple jobs or a couple runs. And uh, and then we have to hit certain things, parameters within the, you know,
3: 120 hours. Um, admin stuff, uh, uh, overview of the paperwork and uh we're SOPs, SOPs. gonna put one together, you think? Since
5: you already have it for BC, do you think that we start putting one together for the officer?
3: One of the things I'm actually I've been trying to push, and uh, I hope so. I'm, I'm working on it. Uh, when I was in the training office, I actually uh, I brought in uh, Mike Champa, uh, FNY
6: man. Hello, love Mike. Calls everybody cupcake. <laughs>
1: and,
6: um, <laughs> no, that was, that was no. Just your nickname. Don't
1: feel,
3: front. Don't feel special. Don't feel special. But I brought Mike in and Mike did an uh, officer right team class. class, and yeah. it was great. And he actually was helping us, uh, showing us some of the stuff that uh, New York City does with their foot school. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yep. And uh, I was hoping to try and get some of that. But uh, we're working on it. Slow. Change is slow. What's yours, Chief? Which is uh, actually
2: consistent? So our district. We have district standards as to what you need, as far as education like goes. Your prereqs, your prereqs uh, going forward. In my particular station, we're a four <clears throat> we're a four station district. Uh, pretty much, our our standards are gospel. We call them standards, so they're not SOPs, SOGs, any of that other stuff. Mm-hmm. They're standards that everybody needs to to meet to. For my officers that I develop, we have basically for you to be considered for an officer's position, we're lucky enough to have the budget to be able to send the guys to um, FRI for the Coles development program. Okay, that's something they have to complete. So, company officer leadership program from Coles backed up by the IFC. So, if you're looking to get to be a company officer, You've completed in New Jersey. We have some standards, which I know you guys do. Yeah. Fire 1, Fire Officer 1, Fire Officer 2. So for a lieutenant spot, they have to complete Fire Officer 1. They also have to ensure that they've got ICS 300. So if they get their classes if they, if they, get, if they get their classes intact, is there something that you guys have in your department that they have to go through? Well, what we do is we actually do testing, okay. even though we're, we're paid on call. Mm-hmm. We test, we test the guys. Okay, there, there's a, we we follow the standard testing just to set as as you guys would do for a promotional. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There's a written test. But well, what do you do to prepare them for that? The pre- the preparation of it is just is classes? is well the classes is one. The second piece is is to send them to the conferences that have arguably we'll call them administrative hands-on training. FRI yeah, we got the Coles. Yep. That type of stuff. Um, we encourage them to uh, to go out of state for training mm-hmm. at, as they're leading into the officers. Again, I have I'm lucky enough to have a, a, a substantial training budget, and they also have to ride the seat as an as acting for uh, 24, 24 calls. Okay.
3: Right, the they got to get some
2: time under the belt. Okay, twenty four is not a lot. But it at least gets them some time under the belt. So they're they're promo- when they, when they head into the promotional process, it may take six months to a year before they're even allowed to test. So that's so and, and they're always no. worried. That's the other piece.
6: I just have a quick question for you. Your department doesn't have a um, officer development. Training program. So what would be the requirement to test for a company officer? Uh, the current only requirement to test the company officer is five years of the paramedic. That's it. That's it. Then you are allowed to technically test with just five years of the paramedic test number one.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, then to become an officer. Uh, the, the only requirement is to have two of your fire officer. Classes, company officer, and tactics one Now, I think that's just my not part. Of, not even the whole fire officer certification. But we have a somewhat different background. We came initially from a uh, public safety aspect. We're still kind of like very new department, right. new fire department, very new fire department. They separated from. They used to have police officers, and the police officers were our command staff. We were underneath. We were the redhead stepchildren of the police officers. Uh, 2008, they separated and kind of did their own stuff, and it's been a slow process to become a true department. We're, we're getting there. They're they're taking all of our officers now, putting them through the fire officer one curriculum, c- catching them up. Now I can turn a little bit light on the City of Venice with Scott Blanchard, Town Scott uh because I went through their officer development program. Where do you work now? Uh, currently I work for the uh, City of okay. Green Acres. Before that I worked for uh, the City of Venice, and I also volunteer with the Columbus Volunteer. Columbus. Yeah, yes. thank you. Um, so, they, Nicomas was our second year, so I got a lot yeah. of really great officer experience uh, with I was in But for the city of Venice, they required you a minimum of five years on the job. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have to have your state fire officer one. Back then, when I went through it, that was when the three. 18 classes. Yeah, it was a yeah, lot. That's it was like an 11, 40 hour class. That's yeah. yeah. back when when whole. Men were men.
1: Yeah,
3: I
6: men. <laughs> uh, was- yeah. Now it's four in a Now it's four Yeah. Now it's uh. A lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it used to used to two years ago to get the classes, you had to put a test on it. Yeah. Two which, years ago. which I really liked the way they set it up because they, they sent you through some formal training. You had to have some formal training first. Okay? you had to have some time and experience on the job. Okay. And then before you could step up and act, uh, you had to with your shift ride along with each of you lieutenants. like we only have two managers over there. Mm-hmm. So you're basically switching. You're an officer's driving for you, and you're you're the acting officer. So it's not like you're going to be S.O.L. on yeah. the creek without power, okay? So you have some you know, normally, like, I'll give Scott credit, he will try it. He We wanted to see if you have the intestinal fortitude to step up and say something. Yeah. So here's my senior lieutenant on my shift driving like complete a-hole through the city, and he wants to see if you're going to step up and say, hey, quit driving like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they test you and try you and all the They'll pull up to us and say, hey, give me a side on the structure. Okay, so you had to get the blessings of all three engine officers in the department. And then you had to ride along with them, all three battalion chiefs And all three battalion chiefs had to get their blessing before you start stepping up and acting in the experience as an officer. Huh? And then after that, after you were a step-up officer, then you were all allowed tired. to take the <laughs> officer <laughs> test. I'm going to... Hold on to you. you guys have one?
3: We do. Um, we just implemented two years ago. Okay. We had some basics before, but um, we have a driver program now that we go through. So you do have development programs for each area. Do you have them for you? No, no. Do you have them there? Yes, we have. Yes, do you have them out there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. So we're for uh, New York, that's good. Because we in New York, Jersey, Long Island, some the Yep. So minimum requirements are uh, three years on the job, and then you have to have your uh, management level one, which is the I-200 class. Yeah, we have ICS, too. Yeah, so, uh, and
4: then, uh, then you can take a test.
3: Wow. And if you pass, you pass, and you're able to act. And then uh, there's an opening and you score high enough. You know, I'm going to say something that's kind of weird.
5: Um, sometimes you, you come out to these places,
3: uh, these conventions, and you talk to people, and you're like, oh, my department, my department. You know, and you talk to other you're like, well, I'm kind of glad they're hard on it. You know, I'm glad that they have more. Um, crazy. Crazy. Yeah, because I know that at least I'm comfortable with the, the people who we have in those spots. You know, you have to be a firefighter for five years. You have to have a one. You have to be an engineer for two years. Uh, you have to be an acting officer for at least a year. And then you have to be able to pass the test. You know, and you have a whole bunch of classes you also have to get in order just to be testing for an officer. So we yeah. have a lot of road down the line um, to even become an officer, which, you know, I know for some people coming up, you're kind of like, wow, that's a pain, you know? But guess what? The pain is worth it. Uh, it's, because you look at and say, hey, I am ready. Right. Exactly. Like the civilians that you serve. Yeah, it's, and it's a lot better. Because I know a lot of people who come into smaller departments and they hop on. One thing we do not have yet that no, we're working on it, is a program like that, an officer development program. We finally got an engineer development program where we got our acting engineers in the play. The officer development's gonna be next. Um, but being so stringent and having so many steps, it kind of prepares you a little bit better. You know, so that so it's that saying, hey, even though we don't have this in line, I know that you've been doing it now for a year, you, you're capable test them. So I, I, would, I would personally like to see more people in the acting roles because that's actually where we get it, let's be honest. We get it more there than we do behind the computer taking student classes, you know? I show up and I'm like, man, i never seen a alarm panel like this in my life. How do I, how do I handle this, you know? And that's how we learn. I'll tell you what, the first time I had to make a, a decision, I don't know which worked for my top end or my back end because I'm pretty sure I proved myself before I thought of what to do you know? And that's just because you don't know until you're in the situation. And no class and no nothing is going to train you for that. Even anyway, when you have all these classes and you have all these, which I, I think are great, like I'm saying, we have very stringent stuff that puts us into a position where we you know that we're going to be at least have a knowledge for something to go wrong or have an idea of what to do with. Like you talk about the roller decks. I'm going my roller decks and I'm trying to pull out parts that I need. Um, but again, what does it all go back to? It all goes back to what? Education and training. That's crazy, right? So, I think we're good, Steve. I think it's been a wonderful, wonderful day. Um, I thank everybody for coming out. It's been great. We had some awesome conversations. Uh, the board's been really cordial to each other, which is rare. Um, <laughs>
1: I'm going to pass the mic
3: to Steve.
0: Well, I want to thank everyone on the panel like Captain Joe DeVito, Captain John Haywick, um, Battalion Chief Scott Blanchard, Firefighter Paramedic Barry Spinweber, Chief Bobby McDonald. And uh, thank you for for being here and being part of this uh, special uh, podcast, the Five Alarm Task Force episode. It's great. I think our listeners are going to love it. And uh, we'll get it home. We'll get it edited. We'll get it on the air and let everybody know. Thank you very much. Our pleasure. Folks, we'll be right back right after these words.
3: Dear John, I was hoping it wouldn't come to this, but you've left me no choice. I'm leaving uncontrolled high blood pressure is really serious and lately you seem to really not care i've been there for you since day one and i know you think i'm gonna keep ticking but no my friend i can quit whenever i want why can't we get back to the good times when we were more active and ate more healthy foods and you checked on me every once in a while is that too much to ask i don't want to leave but unless you stop ignoring me what else am i supposed to do remember when i quit you quit Sincerely, your heart.
0: Listen to your heart. Don't let it quit on you. Doing the minimum to control your high blood pressure isn't doing enough. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. Check, change, control. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council.
4: It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Start it off with a pitcher for the table
0: Did you know that 90% of American communities are served by volunteer fire departments? And that many of those departments are actively looking for more volunteers? When you hear those sirens, do you say to yourself, wish I could do that. If you have the drive to serve, you can be a volunteer too. Volunteer and combo departments are always looking for new recruits. You'll be trained in the latest firefighting and rescue techniques and protecting your community at the same time. You'll be joining the ranks of over 1 million men and women who serve their cities and towns protecting lives and property. Did you know that the founder of the first volunteer fire department was Benjamin Franklin? If old Ben can do it, so can you. Drop by your local fire department and introduce yourself. You just might know some of the folks already there. Before you know it, those volunteers will be like family. Anyone can be a volunteer, sure. It takes time and effort, but in your heart you'll realize that it's all worth it. Want more information? Contact your local fire department or visit makemeafirefighter.org. And that wraps this special episode of Five Alum Task Force, news and issues for today's first responders. We would like to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in episode after episode since we began back in 2016. Did you know you can now find us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and most podcast platforms? Just search for Five Alum Task Force. We also want to thank our sponsors, Insight Training, LLC, and my good friend, Andy Starnes, and the Firehouse Tribune with my good friend, Nick Higgins, and our promotional partners, Dalmatian Productions, Chief Miller Products and Sites, Hennessy Distributing, your source for the cool towel, the Firefighter Cancer Foundation, the Firefighter Cancer Support Network, Nesta Bars, and the 2019 Great Florida Fire School. If you would like to be a guest with us or have a suggestion for a show, please drop us a line to dalmatprod at outlook.com. You can follow us on Twitter at dalmatprod at cause underscore origin, and on Facebook at forward slash dalmatprod and forward slash dalmatprod And stay up to date with all the news about our podcast, Dalmatian Productions, and our blog, on our website at www.dalmatianproductions.tv. I'm Steve Green. Till next time, we wish you all a very safe summer. So stay safe, stay well, and let's make sure everyone goes home.